the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one good god give us ears that hear and hearts that understand seeing eyes this is our request thank you Amen. Father, I ask for your words to be like fire Amen. and like a hammer that breaks the rock. Amen. Let your purposes be accomplished. Amen. Only your purposes. <coughs> Thank you. Amen. Amen. <coughs> I'd like us to go to the book of Joel, chapter 1. The first chapter of Joel says, This is the word of the Lord that came to Joel, son of Bethuel. Hear this, O elders, and give ear all who dwell in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? Has anything like this ever happened in your whole life? Or in the lifetime of your ancestors. Tell your children about it. Have your children tell their children and their children the following generation. That's the NIV. You know. Tell it to your children. Let your children tell it to their children and their children to the next generation. The word of God is commented on yesterday. It's supposed to be generational. Supposed to pass on down through the generations. What the devouring locust has left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust has left, the young locust has eaten. And what the young locust has left, the destroying locust has eaten. NIV says, what the gazam or anity, new, uh, new English uh, translation says, what the gazam locust left, the arbe locust consumed. I guess they are being a bit more honest. They don't know what it means, so they are just writing it gazam locust. The arbe locust consumed. What the arbe locust left, the yelek locust consumed. And what the yelek locust left, the hasil locust consumed. Different kinds of locust, uh, which should just store it in your brain somewhere. NIV says, what the locust swarm has left, the great locusts have eaten. What the great locusts have left, the young locusts have eaten. What the young locusts have left, other locusts <laughs> have eaten. Categories of locusts. Categories of locusts. But if I don't read the King James, some people will be offended. <clears throat> what the, that which, you know it, you heard it, but it, let me take you to ancient Christianity. That which the palmer worm had left, the, <laughs> the locust had eaten. That which the locust had left, the canker worm had eaten. And that which the canker worm had left, the caterpillar had eaten. So when you heard your parents say, 
Hammer one caterpillar and locust. Then be all this English. Locust, locust, locust. Alright, so that was the <coughs> King James. But again, the King James was written very long ago. It had fewer resources to access, to make comparisons <coughs> and the like. So, on one thing we can agree that this is absolute annihilation. Yes? You do get the point. It's simply that a, a certain kind of locust began the work and left something because destruction typically leaves something. And another kind came and continued. Couldn't still consume everything. Another trouble came. Destroyed even more. That was still not enough. Another. The same way he told you that what you learn and hear should pass down through multiple generations. It's a similar way the enemy passes down destruction. And he was saying, make sure you tell this four generations, three, to come after you know, okay? Tell them, pass it down to the next three generations, pass down the problems, pass down the challenges, pass down the why? Pass down the. I don't want that plan. I put off my own. Pass down the problem. In the same way, the kingdom of darkness passes down problems. God is saying, make sure your generations also hear of what? Not, this is not good news. This is bad news. He's saying, make sure generations from now, they do not forget this horrible disaster. Do you hear me? Are you sure you understand me? Is God saying you should be passing down bad news? You better respond. I'm sitting down. Don't make me come down there. Because there's a generation that does not pass. I've told people things that are difficult. To go and tell in, in two minutes, I'm expressing great passion, fierceness. Tell her, tell her, how could she? Doesn't she fear God? And they walk from here to here. I think pastor is not happy. Instantly. Is it your generation? How? How will you? So I can assure you your generations will be finished. If you are so fearless that simple shots, I'm talking about in the same three minutes, three minutes from receiving, the message has died. It's dead from here to there. It's dead. Then they say, tell this generation, why do you think? Yesterday when I said this thing, I started talking about Pa Elton. Do you remember? Today I got, I was uh, looking at my phone Something led to something, but I saw a YouTube video talking about Pat Elton, an old man who was one of those that was with Pat Elton. Were around him, they were there, but he said it was his first time, only time that they three people. It's on YouTube, so I mean, it's open. He, he, he didn't call names except this man who is speaking. His name is Daysman, something, Dr. Daysman, something. 
I forgot the son. He's a very old man. And he talked about how he went with two other, or either he went with them or they were there in one ministry or so. And they went and they were sitting with pa <laughs> Again, I didn't know. I know Pa Elton was a teacher. And I know that I heard, I mean, the man was telling me today, someone on the phone, um, that um, Pa Elton's prophetic words used to come, how mine comes, he's just talking. So when they said Pa Elton said, Pa Elton said, Pa Elton said, it's, I knew this already, that it's as he's talking, it's not, uh, the Lord is saying, it's not like that, it's just, just this normal, this type. You see me operating a lot of time. So he would say, see, a time is coming. See, all these things. That's how when you say, Adam says, see, Nigeria will be known for. That is, it was as he's talking. All right. But with time, of course, and that happens. Even with me, with time, you start knowing, wow, it's a prophetic word. So I better take them seriously. And the fellow on the phone was even telling me, say, oh, that many times it's the people with him that will say, remember, you had said this. Remember, you had said this. So I know that. Okay. But the one I did not know is this one this man was saying today on that video. I, 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 don't, I didn't know that one and it, I'm, my brain is struggling. He said they were seated, the three of them, and but Elton comes out and tells them their names, that he's the first day he met this man. He says, you are one, he calls his name, he calls their name. And then he starts talking again. I don't know. I guess, forgive me if I say I want to confirm it. But the man is not saying someone told him. He said he was one of the three men. That this is first day. The man called, he calls them. Then he calls them by their callings. You're a pastor. You're an evangelist. You're a teacher. And he said he's just like, what? He was saying he was a prophet. That's the whole point. And a very powerful prophet. I think the video has something to do with it. Why you should take... By Elton's prophecies about Nigeria, seriously, that's what it's called. So I, I saw a number and I called the man that interviewed. I asked him, Is it you that interviewed? He said, Yes, that I did that interview directly. He travels around interviewing old men in faraway places. That thing I've always desired to do. So if someone has done it, thank God, I don't have to do it again. Transport money and time. <laughs> you know, so if I can pay attention to him, he says that his face, he looked like, he said he looked like the man. I kept wondering, is this man lying? Is he exaggerating? What is he doing, sir? But I'm wondering, why would he, why would he, you know, do that? He says, the man's face looked like it was shining as though he was coming from prayer, that there was a light around him. And that while they were there, this part I can believe, the following part. Just that I didn't even know there's this level of prophetic ability at this level. He said as they were there, <laughs> okay, why I suspect exaggeration is because he said that the man could understand things, nature, animals, birds, singing, they could understand all of them. So I was like, you know, I'm very trusting, but my testing machine, machinery is very, is always working. So even, even if I take only half or one quarter, it's still amazing. He says that while they're there, a woman was outside with a baby, crying, crying, crying. 
And I also asked them, do you know why that baby is crying? Can you interpret the cry? And they're like, you know, so of course nobody could answer him. They looked at each other and said, because it's crying or something. <laughs> think that he said something funny like that. And he laughed and said, that baby saying, don't give me that medicine to his mother. Don't give me that medicine. If you give me that medicine, I'll die. That will be the end of me. And because he can't talk, so the angel has told the baby, and the baby is crying. Has been crying since the night before, non-stop till morning. And when she got tired, she brought the child to buy also. And he said, he told the mother, go and bring the baby or the medicine. And she went about, brought out medication. He said, I don't know. He didn't say, he said, the man said that it was pure poison. I don't know where she got it from. I don't know who gave her. But it was poison. It's not that it could be poisonous. You see, it was, I, I don't know he said 100% poison. He said it's certified poison. Of course, imagine back then, for an illiterate woman, doesn't know anything, all that. So that that baby stopped, simply stopped her from killing him. And that's why all he could do, he couldn't speak all that. So he just cried non-stop, all night long, till morning. And you can't give a crying baby, I mean, you just lose it all. And he told her, and he went with her, and they went, buried it in the bush, or broke it, destroyed it. And then, of course, I think the baby stopped crying. But that was it. And he told the woman, she was about to know that, I said, this is not a prayer matter, there's no prayer again now. What? you want go <laughs> it's done your baby was trying to keep you from murdering it in summary that's all and the, it's achieved he said thunder you know either they talking head thunder i said you know what i just said things like that again i've never heard this this anything like this sounded very interesting and um if it is true, so he said, he said things, but he said while he was there, there are three people, and then he told one of the people there, he said, you're very ambitious, your ambitious will help your means to drive forward, but you're going to, it's perverse ambition, you're going to go into great perversion, you're going to cost the body of Christ in Nigeria so much damage, your message, you know, was blunt like that, and this old man is saying that, of course, the guy went, has gone on to cause much damage. To the body of Christ. Say so you you bring great good to the gospel, but you always also cause something like that. You go far in ministry, but you also cause great damage. And you know, these are old men, very old men. Don't really have time to dance or beat about the bush much. Like I asked yesterday night, so that was yesterday and today I'm hearing this thing. Why? Why does evil thrive? Why do people hear things? How in the book of Judges could there be men of Benjamin who were homosexual enough to hunt visitors like they did in Sodom and Gomorrah how is that possible just shortly after Joshua was gone I was hearing another old man up till I drove up here well at the time I stopped in the traffic and all that I got 
here a bit late because the car refused to start. You know, when you don't have power, the car will not start. Your vehicle will not move. I guess power, there's no power in our message. Maybe it was a prophetic picture. But it was just the battery head. Obviously, someone tampered with the battery head and didn't put it back properly. So they told me the, the car is not working. So I was waiting for the boat and uh, to order a, a taxi. But when I, I don't know, I went and I finally thought, let me go and look at it myself. When I went and looked, I saw there was no power in the car at all. Zero. It's not that it was a hard start, nothing. So I knew, of course, it was a battery problem. Went, opened the bonnet, tapped the head, and back came the power. When there's a disconnect between the source of power and the carrier of power, result is death. If you restore the connection, what is the connection? Most people say prayer. That is one of the ways to connect. But a major source connection is the word of God. Where the word of the king is, there is power. I didn't come up with that, that scripture. When there is no power. Now, after there is power in the source, you hold this with a wire and you hold the other end. The power generator is the desire of the king expressed in the scriptures and by his spirit through prophecy prophetic counsel at different times when you want to come to a place where it's become there's no power it's powerless look for a place where they've quenched the spirit and despised prophecy and you can be sure there'll be no power there they'll pretend they'll look for ways they will become over emphatic on dead religion. They will say many things, but there will be nothing to back it up. There's no power. So you put in the key into your vehicle, your ministry. Vehicles often speak of ministries, you know, personal ministry, a car, bigger church group, bus. You might have seen visions, dreams. You had dreams. You saw yourself in a bus. Maybe driving probably means you're going to lead some church group. Might mean I'm just telling you. Someone needed to know that personal ministry you see, or see yourself in a car driving that has to do with a ministry you might be part of this room for others okay you know, but it's a motorcycle or a, typically it's that's almost independent ministry almost you know, barely space one or two people usually now don't take that like any other prophetic revelation this room for more than one interpretation but it is a primary uh, speaking, all right? So, and, and like I said, some people need to know that. They may have dreamt of yourself doing this or doing that, or you're in a car and you go and crash. Likely means your ministry has crashed or will crash. I see yourself walking, going up a hill, and you carry your car, kind of hold it. Who has seen that? I'm not joking, I'm serious. Okay, just you. When was that? Yeah, well, I've seen it. Huh? I'd seen that years ago. It was a fine sports car. Get to a place you can't see. Right. Just look there. It was, it was a fine car.
So you see, it looks battered and tattered. Be careful. It's likely speaking about your ministry. Back to what I'm saying. There's no power in it. No battery. No power. Shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And you shall be my witnesses. You are empowered not to sit down and say, I am full of power. No, you're full of power to declare to Israel their iniquity. There's a purpose for the power. So when I was able to restore the connection between the source of power to the vehicle, to the ministry, the calling, the assignment, we could come. And then we did not need the taxi. My wife said the poor boatman was just down the street, was just on our street. <laughs> so I had to tell him, sorry, we don't need you anymore. And there's a time you need people to carry you. Everybody does. But there's a time you need to get off your butt and start driving yourself. And if you're too lazy or ignorant to know to connect the power source, you go around telling people, what was I supposed to do? You were supposed to acquire the knowledge that tells you how to use the power you have. God has given you within to accomplish the things you are meant to without. Do you hear me? Take note of what I just said. That parable is for all of us to a degree. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. I told you about the school I went to yesterday and I realized so many of them, they are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. One or two people. Very few. The rest. And I understood why God has showed us that there will be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in that place. Because they lack it exceedingly. But as they will get baptized in the Holy Spirit, great things will begin to happen. Why I asked yesterday, it's not the first time I asked. Why was Sydney G. Elton so driven, passionate, intense? I mean, the man was saying the same thing that I was saying last night. I was like, yay. And I shared with this journalist who interviewed them. I said, a part of the challenge, I think, is that too many people, you know the truth, you keep it to yourself. Why do you keep truth to yourself? Why? Well, I know we spoke about it two, three days ago when we talked about how to sound the trumpet. All these buried trumpets, all these buried trumpets, destruction came in levels and the destroyer was thorough. The palmer worm, the locust, the canker worm, the caterpillar. They, they wiped, he said, tell it to all the succeeding generations, to the third and fourth generation. We have never seen such a thing, such utter destruction. And this was the word of the Lord through Joel. And you should be scared because Joel, you could almost call him the prophet of trumpets. This is that which was spoken by Joel. By the time we get to chapter 23, um, trumpets, 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 he's blowing, he's blowing, he's blowing. Sound the trumpet. Why is he sounding it? Because of what is coming. Disastrous our earth. 
revelations. You went here in the last three, four, five days. Go listen to the messages. You were here and distracted. Listen to the messages. You came late. Listen to the messages. So we really, we have to repent about speaking out the truth. We are so guilty. The second old gentleman, maybe they wrote there 92. 92 year old man says, but he said he's not sure of his age. Didn't know. Got born again 1948. So you can do what you like with that. I said 1948. That's when he got born again. Uh -huh. So said so maybe it was 18 or 20. Then he doesn't know. He didn't used to keep records like that. He's still alive. Okay. <laughs> Old man. From middle belt. Steve. And the man says that he... And the way he was saying it, he was saying that they are, no, they are not Christians now. Well, I know there's balance, and he's not saying they are not Christian. He said the quality of Christianity from the 70s to maybe just about the year 2000. But from then on, that his belief. Uh, and he's telling stories about how he would have four speakers facing every direction, and there was revival throughout the land, and people came from everywhere. Billy Graham, called Shambach's name, called... Uh, names you've heard of how they came and came and came and came and how they were everything was happening healings raising from the dead miracles everything was happening constantly and it would go on from six in the morning till seven a.m i thought i wanted to say seven p.m i don't i think he didn't make a mistake just non-stop and he said there was no discrimination they didn't know which tribe you were from Nobody asked who was from where. Nobody cared. Everyone was too excited about Jesus. But the thing he said, and the only reason I'm telling his story is he said, nobody, <laughs> I thought it's the funniest statement I had. He said, nobody used to sin. He didn't say it once. He kept saying, he said, they didn't, we didn't used to sin. <laughs> he didn't used to commit fornication. He said, no, the Holy Spirit will tell. Now, yes, I know I'm talking to God's Lighthouse people primarily. Yeah, and I know we've experienced that to a good degree. Yes, we know he exposes things. Yes, 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 yes. Thank God. But yeah, I started thinking and I remembered yesterday's prophecy about, about uh, backsliding. It didn't used to be like this. Your brother does something, your sister. You don't tell them. You don't care. You don't love. And I'm thinking about it. You know, I was thinking about it. Just coming up the stairs. After I'd heard him say. What he said. And No, not here. On the way. And I wondered. About how. Even we. who You might not have known. But what they call revival is what. When you hear people say we experience revival, what we experienced for years here, yeah, happening with people, you know, you come into this place, you don't really see, you don't see people caring about where people are from, you know, all those things disappeared under the flood of, even though they are different tribes, all that, you know, the power of God in this house, 
personally has changed a lot within our our thinking you know yes we've experienced a lot that is rare in the body of christ today we've experienced a lot and um i think part of the rebuke i felt yesterday was that we've come to take it for granted we're taking things for granted and that's what happens to nearly every ministry before they pass it. I know we've spoken about this in years past, different times. If we are not careful, then we become normal. In between becoming normal, typically, is you have money. You now have money. Now have fine things. When people enter a building, they say, nice. Then you've lost all the wondrous, glorious conviction of the Holy Spirit. That that the things that made people so passionate they could endure anything you lost it but you have a car and i i beg god please don't don't never but already we are losing already thank god for teaching thank god for teaching thank god that we've had a lot of strong and clear and sound doctrine so that Sometimes it's not the Holy Spirit that reveals when people sin, they confess it themselves. Okay? It is why other re revivals normally die. Revival that is just the power, the power, the power, without the teaching, the teaching, the teaching. When the power lifts, you can only endure holding electricity so long. Okay? When the power lifts, it usually passes very fast. But if there's sound doctrine, let me explain the scripture for what I'm saying. When there's a Joshua, when there's a Moses and Joshua, at seasons, not every time, there are miraculous signs. Sea will open, manna will fall, miraculous things will happen. And then normalcy. Because God, you can't be sustained on constant miracles. Are you hearing? It's not God's way. I'm serious. And that's something even some of these older people who experience revival need to know. Look at the time of Jesus or the apostles. Things should become normal, built into the day-to-day -day fabric. Not boom, boom. Fireworks are not a way of lighting a room. Do you understand it? I gave you a few seconds to think. You don't light a room with fireworks. Fireworks are exciting. But if you had fireworks go on for even just one hour, your eyes would have problems. It wouldn't be enjoyable anymore, except for the children. After, come on. No, to light a room, you need steady light, calm light. It's better it was candles than fireworks. Fireworks come and go. So God is not confused. Our God. Neither is it the author of confusion. It gives you the fireworks to grab your heart and your attention. Thereafter, and I realized I said some of it yesterday. Like, I, was it here? I'm not too sure. About healings and all that happening as a normal. It was here yesterday night. As part of normal church life. Someone gets is sick. Said, call the elders. We read it. 
Why didn't he say look for Paul? Why didn't he say find an apostle? Why didn't he say travel to Jerusalem? How long was Peter's shadow healing like the way it did? Are you following me? It's obvious in the Bible that there are seasons of great wonder. God uses it to draw people's hearts. But what is it that is meant to keep people like steady food? The other one is like pizza. Pizza, going out for some ice cream, buying a big cake, eating it. But you can't live on cake. It's against and contrary to all that is natural. Many people don't know this. So they sit down and they want there to always be fantastic events happening. I'm sorry, but you are wrong. And I hope as I'm explaining to help you not feel that you've lost what God gave you always. I'm saying this for balance because many people don't know it. They think every day. In fact, let me use the best example. The Lord Jesus. You think the Lord Jesus did ministry for three years. Three. Then his apostles continued and spread out. If it was going on and everybody was saying, Christianity is so amazing every second. How on earth were they able to stone Paul, kill James, and try to... And by James, I mean the two James. I mean James, Zebedee, and James, Ben Yosef. The brother of the Lord Jesus, who is James the Elder, who wrote the book of James, whom the Lord Jesus appeared to, mentioned in the book of Galatians. The James, who was the Elder, the pillar of the church in Jerusalem, they had killed the James, the brother of John, Zebedee, long, long before. He had been beheaded by Acts chapter 9, before he was dead. So the James you hear about normally is not that James. You hear almost nothing about that James. Apart from when Jesus was around. The three people that were with Jesus. The three primary people. Peter, the oldest. How do we know he was married and he's the one that paid tax with Jesus? Two of them. The rest were teenagers. Young people. Three of them. James died first. Peter preached aloud first publicly and was the mouthpiece that's why he often spoke when jesus was around it's not that peter was talkative only he was older in jewish culture culture the older person speaks okay don't let this offend you if it offends things you've heard and all that don't quarrel about it believe what you like okay i'm just telling you jewish culture <clears throat> the elder people speak first and then john James died first. John, if he died, died last. It's obvious. Peter stood out most. That's why three of them were with Jesus all the time. They each had a role to play. Okay? The Lord always has a reason for what he's doing. Did they know? Did he tell them to drink a cup? Especially the Zebedee brothers? Yeah. One drank it very early. You can't control what's happening. You don't know what's happening. But the point is this, that we... Have the Lord Jesus himself do miracle for three years and it's over. Three years. He's gone. It's over. But it is obvious Jesus was not doing miracles all the time. It's very plain. The Bible tells you he was in the house and the power of God was present to heal. Implying that there are times the power of God was present to teach. Other times he was present 
to do other things. There are times he says he was healing and everyone was healed. Then the other times there's no talk of healing at all. There's just teaching, there's feeding. So there's seasons. God operates in different ways. You must give God room for that. If you try to sustain, that's when people go into fakeness and step out of God's will because God is not trying to do something and you're trying to give the people what they want or what they came out for. You're not as a servant of God, supposed to sound the trumpet that way. <coughs> You're supposed to sound the trumpet only saying what God is saying, what God once said. If he doesn't want it, don't do it. Tell the truth. Don't tell lies. Servant of God spoke of another prophetic young servant of God who loved to prophesy. And he would stand and give prophetic words and he would misfire greatly sometimes. Say things that are not true. And he asked him, he called him and spoke with him personally and said, why do you? He said, the people expect it of me. They expect it. So you try to force things. And you know when you misfire like that, you might destroy someone's life. But he said the guy could be super accurate. That it was unbelievable how accurate he could be. I have seen him so precise, so accurate. Tell people things that will just bless them so thoroughly. Then other times, it's all bad. Answer is simple. The Spirit of God is not present to give words of knowledge. But the human vessel who has this gift is insistent on doing it. So I know as a house, and I'm speaking to those that are part of this house, we've, yes, enjoyed that whole thing where if there's sin, if there's temptation, if, sorry, people have fallen or about to fall even sometimes, God would show us, tell us beforehand. We've had those wonderful, wonderful experiences so much so that one could almost even boast, fully say, ah, of course, you know, if you misbehave here, we will know. And I've even said things like that. And I'm feeling a bit more contrite now. Because, yes, we've, a lot of that has happened. You know? Yes, we've had God show us a lot because we... And we are thankful for it. But I also know we've had things happen that are not opened up. And what has helped us with those things where the Spirit did not tell us, or even if He told us, it wasn't clear like it has been other times. It's because the feeding with the Word that we kept doing in between, trying to learn from the past so we don't make the same mistakes, has made us have people that mature enough to know that if they sin, they should confess it. And we shared on that yesterday about confessing sin. So when you teach sound doctrine, when with the miraculous prophetic events, you teach sound doctrine, you will create a people who do not only respond to fireworks, but those who respond to steady lights too. Is this clear? You need the boat. Those who say you only need this, you don't need miracles, they are being dishonest. You only are supposed to eat your soup, your broth, and never have any cake or anything exciting, anything colorful. You must avoid the both extremes. There's a balance to it which God is willing to give. So why would you refuse? There's a balance to it. We all, however, I mean the congregation here, and everyone else you hear, 
you know, we will need to not slack on either. We need the both. What he meant when he was saying they didn't use to sin, yes, he said God would expose it, meaning they sin, but it means you couldn't keep sin in secret. We as a house, I believe I mentioned it yesterday a bit, mention it again. Don't sin here. If I ask God to deal with you, he'll deal with you very fast. This is not one of those situations where he said he had his sinning. So you get away. I'm not sinning. You will not get away. And if I think that there are people that take us for granted, you think you defile this house, I will, I will release an angel on your head. And you will know that folly has consequence. So you know anybody that is sinning or thinks sin is a joke here? You better tell them. We have between now and what do you call it? Day of Atonement. When? Where is it? Friday. I saw that there was a prophetic word that said you have something to open up about. Tell your shepherd, you know, your whoever is mentoring you here. And I know maybe there's always people who don't hear things. If you love them, you better put out. If you need to cut out just that one line, maybe they can't read the whole prophetic word. The Day of Atonement. Well, when we get there, we'll speak about it. But just know, it was a day where people made, came in contriteness and said, God, I'm sorry, forgive. Do not take for granted that which God doesn't take for granted. If nothing else, you know God is jealous over this house. Very jealous. It is why when, when something is going wrong somewhere, there's always this outcry. There's always these things. You know, God always reveals things because... He's really bothered. And you might say, but other places, that's normal. Yes, but it's not normal here. So don't do it here. He gets very jealous. He gets very, you should understand. It's like someone having five rooms in a house. This one is always scattered. The children here. This other older guy that uses drugs that stays in these rooms is like a pigsty. Nobody has his time. That's our older brother's room. He's into drugs. Nobody has his time. Then there's this other one. Uh, it's medium, mildly scattered. Then there's a room where daddy likes to stay. It, yes, one of his children is there, but she keeps it very neatly, very nice. She knows he likes this. That's where he, 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 st he may stand through the window and throw something to this one. This one, he comes and sits down. This is where he relaxes. This, this is... And then you bring your nonsense from that, your big style room into that room. Are you not looking for trouble? You feel like being a pig. Find a pig star. They don't turn white carpeting and resplendence into filth. That is tempting the Lord your God. And that's what attracts punishment. It's why Nadab and Abihu were struck by God. It's why Ananias and Sapphira were struck by God. God had built a new thing in both instances. One was the old covenant had just been inaugurated. This other one was the new covenant which has just been inaugurated. It was new. It was like getting a new thing. I've shared this one, some sermon, I don't know the name, but where I talked about it very clearly, how God treats new things. When something is starting newly, ah, he finished giving all the instructions on the mountain to Moses. Make sure you build according to the pattern which you saw. Moses did his part with the co-workers. Then these two sons of Aaron 
did not understand that those who draw near to God must be holy. And they drew near anyhow and brought strange fire. He struck both of them dead instantly. It's not a mistake that way too. That's to drive it home that you know it's sure. He killed them. And told Aaron, don't even cry anyhow. That you must know, you're coming here to me. Hey, be separate, be sanctified. Holy means set apart. You can't just do anyhow. Bring strange fire. I gave you your source of fire. I gave you multiple sources. There's fire in the brazen altar. There's fire on the golden lampstand. You're coming to offer incense. You're taking fire from anywhere you like. No. There's order here. Don't just run to the kitchen. Just get, just get fire from anywhere. Just brought power from anywhere. Don't care. He killed them. And Anas and Sapphire came too. It saw someone else doing. They did the same thing. Two of them teamed up again. To lie. Brought defilement to the newly inaugurated New Covenant Church. And the Lord just our God went. <laughs> He's like, you guys don't learn. Since dead bodies like being supplied at the beginning of uh, my, what I'm doing, oh yeah. Does it mean nobody sinned there after they did? But there's the extra special jealousy of God in certain seasons. One reason I've always told you why God doesn't come as much as people say, come Lord. If he comes, there will be a lot of death. So he stays far away and does very little. Sends a messenger through a messenger, through a messenger. That kind of thing. Layers of insulation to prevent too much close contact. Or there might be disaster. The Lord says that we should pass down information transgenerationally. We should tell it, for you to tell it strong enough for can you imagine how hard you have to say something for this ogre to grow up older marry and then he tells his children when they grow first he has to wait for his own children to grow up then he he drums it into their ears so hard that they will grow up fully marry then they will drum it into do you realize how hard you have to say that thing why do I preach the same sermon so many times? Why do I repeat myself so many times? Yes, I, I know I always say new things. But why, why have I preached half a sermon? I could preach for two, three hours. And one and a half hours, I'm repeating things I said. Now I don't do it as much. The meeting before. And the meeting before. And I can keep repeating myself. When I have so hundreds of brand new things I could share on. Why? Because I found out. That the word of God has to be like a hammer. You hit it in. You don't put the nail on top and do boom. It's standing. It's standing. It will soon fall. You must hit that thing in till it is embedded. And so part of my dying, part of my own cross as a preacher is the willingness to keep saying something in spite of how much I feel, and I've often felt it. Very many times I've felt ah, this same thing. This same thing. This is what I just said. And I'll start saying, okay, for those of you that were not here yesterday, it used to happen a lot in 2016, 17. How many of you remember? And I'll repeat almost the whole message for those that were not around. Now say, how many of you were not here yesterday? Then I'll start. And I used to feel so bad. 
And I kept wondering, why can't we just move on? Why, why, why should I repeat? But I know when the Holy Spirit tells me to say something. So I would say, because it's not about sounding, oh, I'm bringing a new message as usual. I would just sprinkle it with new stuff. 50%, 60 is what I've already said. Some just the meeting before. Just the day or two before. Just repeat everything. Since you're seeing new faces that did not hear it. And it's not just based on seeing. Because no matter how I try to repeat myself sometimes or say something, the Lord will compel my lips to, to head in the direction He wants. I am saying what I'm saying so far to tell you that if you cannot even pass a message, from this floor to the next floor, effectively. I've spoken to people, spent 15 minutes making a point, and they spent 30 seconds delivering it. I've looked at people, and sometimes I, I wonder, is this just foolishness or malevolence? Are you just, are you wicked? Is there evil? In, are you inherently just very bad? Is it that when you are being told, you, you listen and went like, all this one you're saying, I didn't know. I said, I'm going to repeat this thing in one sentence. Whoever you're sending me to. Please, I don't have strength. And I think I'm saying this. Remember the prophetic word from yesterday, if you're not here. So when he says, when you come to the place where you don't care about your brother, you and I know in a certain way we care. You know we are closer than probably any church you've been in. You know. You know we have lived together, shared things. People have. People have carried their brethren for years, worked together, like been tight, found family, been closer to many in this church group than their blood siblings. Um, that is a fact. I know, in case you're hearing it, you know, please, if you're a visitor, some things I'm saying may not apply to you, but you won't understand it. But those that are part of this church family, permit me to speak to them a lot, on and off. You know, you know, you've seen it, you've experienced it. You've enjoyed it and you've had the privilege probably of giving it, loving on people so much that many times you prefer to be with them than to be with your earthly biological family. But part of what I believe that prophetic word yesterday meant is that when you come to the place and it was said where your brother or sister can be sinning, living in sin, you are aware, and you are more concerned about appearing non-offensive where you're not willing to rebuke correct point out the things that you ought to then you're allowing something special you're allowing a room that the lord loved to come to to start becoming messed up do you know with time it won't be coming much unless you'll be throwing things through the door and then you say, no, God, God speaks to us. How often? Remember, I gave you the balance that it's not fireworks forever. But when it's too light, when wrongdoing can go on for weeks and months and nobody knew. It, this, should, this should terrify us. It should absolutely terrify us. Because you have to think, if this is two years, three years from when you encountered God, in a significantly different and powerful way. What do you think will be your situation in 10 years? 
and 15, 25. Then all those stories you have told and heard about, about how people used to love God passionately and have grown cold. Why will yours not be worse for at least two or three reasons? One, it will be much worse because you had a lot more than other people you look at and say, how could they walk away from that? You might say, no, I did not. You did. The path of the righteous has shone brighter and brighter. And I can say it is so because I've read things from the past. I've seen things, things that were highlights. I've heard, oh, this was great drama. And we've had far more insight and drama. So you knew more. And to whom much is given? Much is expected. Second, you're living closer to the end of the age and in a time of greater darkness. The darkness they faced before, it was bad. There are different kinds of darkness. People from the witchcraft, powers of whatever, you know, all sorts of things from their background, their great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, all of that had a stronghold. Yes, I agree. That's a certain form. The kind of darkness they had was a lot of spiritual darkness. Your generation, it's also spiritual, but there's a lot of fleshly darkness. I have lived in both sides. I know what it means, and I've said it many times, that you, the younger generation, the anyone that is, might be about, let's say 30, for you to be 30, okay, no. Yeah, by the time you were 7, 8, you... You were accustomed to phones. As long as you are around by 2001 and two, three phones, handsets, smartphones, four, five, smartphones, six. So if you are born in the year 2000 or even 88, no, 98. By the time you were a teenager, smartphones were the norm. Normal, absolutely normal. You had already had encounters and experiences with we didn't know was possible till I, some people, that anyone that might be older than me, they were in their nearly 30s. I would say almost that, late 20s. Late 20s. When you were encountering things at 6, 7, 8 that we encountered at 28, 29, 30. So you have, you've experienced temptation. And it's going to get in certain areas even worse. I'm giving you reasons why we absolutely need to be more humble even than past generations. Because the onslaught of darkness that is headed the way of this world, you cannot overcome it with being casual. How, what will you do? When you have three-year-olds bound to pornography, three, you wonder how, how can you even have the ability to be bound? When you have two, and I'm talking about in Nigeria, I'm not talking about Americans. When you have two-year-olds, three-year-olds, 
four-year-olds telling their parents they are already bound by spirits of homosexuality. How do you explain? This one, I don't know about Nigeria. It probably is, but I heard about outside. If years ago, not now, 10 years, 15 years ago, there were already children in Western countries who at two, three are told by the parents, good boy. And he says, I am not a boy. Don't call me a boy. And he's 100% a boy. How, how can a two-year-old, three-year-old even know to even say a thing like that? Now, who knows now? Who knows if they're teaching them in school? Back then, I had concluded there was the demonic spirits in that society. And I've heard testimonies or testimonials of young people, nine years old, and they say, I've always known. That was before they started teaching it in school, before it became something that they teach in school. Yesterday, I saw a video, and a, a young girl was talking, and said, you, you, you don't let us carry Bibles to class. But you use three periods a week in school to teach eight-year-olds about homosexual sex. Three periods a week. No Bible allowed, but they are teaching not even about homosexual LGBTQ sexuality in class. Three periods a week. Eight year old. Eight year old. Thank God for Nigeria. Thank God for Africa. So what happens to that child? And I was just telling you guys about how the story books, the drawings, picture story books about the whole nonsense, the details in children's schools. But I'm saying, there's darkness, a darkness, and it's deliberate. This is, this is warfare. I keep explaining. This, these are not some misguided people. No, this is witchcraft, active, complete witchcraft. They are clinics. They are experts making a lot of money. Video just make. And they are converting females into males. And males into females. Actively. They are telling little children they can make a choice. And those children are like, yeah, I really like my friend Angie. Yeah, my name is Margie. And so together we'll be Manji. And I'm going to be the guy and she'll be the girl. So they go to surgery and change their bodies and, and they mutilate you for life, damage you for life, for life, you are, you are gone. This is 2022. If God does not help, if the tide does not turn, or if, if I don't know why I say if God does not help. It sounds like it's depending on God. 
Hey, if somehow we are not able to invoke God's help in many of those countries, and as government uses their laws, I mean, the guy goes, removes two of his fingers, saying that aliens have three, three fingers. So, for him to look completely like an alien, he has to have three. This is not an accident. He gives his hand, they remove, you know, removes his nose, splits his tongue, removes his ears. Snakes don't have tongues or noses, so they look properly like a snake. And those are 30, 40, 50 year old men. So, what now happens to the young? What happens to the young? The ones who are being taught this from nursery school. Those are people that their confusion came when they were 28. What happens to the one who is taught it in class? At 2, 3, 4. That you can be anything you want. There are no dis there's no discrimination. If you go to get a job and they refuse to give you a job because you're abnormal. Not abnormal. You're normal. Your own normal. You report the courts will. So when the government comes all behind all sorts of evil, what will we do? <coughs> I'm asking what we, you and I, will do. You protest. And we are apologizing and soft. Why do I speak about this thing? Because you want to teach. I don't have a young child at the front. You want to teach a child and you say, or you want to have devotions in your house. And you say, okay, let's not take time. They are young children. They are young children. They are young children. They are young children. All right. All right, 10 minutes enough. All right, children, children, you can go and sleep. All that ones will stay for up to 30 minutes. And it's like, oh God, they hold 30 minutes. So that's how you're going to pass something to someone that you pass to his children, who pass it to their children, who pass it to their children. So that's how four generations will hear something. In a, you, you give in a teaspoon and it will pass down. And you're wondering why. What do you think is happening in those Western countries? Were they not called Christian countries? That's not what we used to call them. The countries where the religion is Christianity. How long ago? I'm not saying God does not have his church. I'm not saying God does not have his people who have kept themselves clean. Take note. But I'm saying that evil becomes so pervasive. The interviewer asked the old man in Boko or so. I think, so what do you think about the Islamic, you know, the rise of the Islamic uh, Fulani Caliphate? Is that why he said something? And the old man said, that's why I'm telling you. The church. <laughs> it sounded exactly like me. Thank God they say it's 92 years. Me, who am I? Talking about the word, the words Pa Elton gave, 
1962, uh, when he landed, went to Benin City, after praying, going up and praying, he and his brother, another brother, this is 1972 or so, five. Then they go to Benin City. They get there to Idausa's place. Said there was only one story building there. They get there. It says some brethren from the north. They called them up. And Pa Elton had just happened to come to Benin and was there with Idausa. And they say, where are you from? And they say, Land, and both of them jump up and start dancing and shouting and jumping. So excited. And they got to understand that they had been praying for days and fasting and asking God to send that they need people from Land so they can deliver the message God gave about Land. And the people just appear on there. So they're very excited. And they said they sat right there and dropped the plan for taking the knot. Right there. Pen, 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 pen. Just drop. Like the guy was there. It's not, this is not someone said something. This old man. Still alive. Was there. He said they dropped a the plan. They started and they connected with TL Osborne materials, equipment, things. They threw in the support. Today I was speaking to that other gentleman, the journalist. And he was talking about how someone came, was sent to the, a missionary to the Hausa community here. Have you ever heard about missionaries coming to the Hausa community here? Because we are here. So do you know they stay in the north and send missionaries to the Hausa communities in different states? We are here. Hating. I was very surprised. I said, wow. I said, yes, the person came and joined one ministry that's mystery. So he had to call them and say, he had to say, the guy was here for five years. I said, wow, why? I wish you people could contact us. They say, we don't know there are people like you there now. And he went on to ask me, sorry, before you go, as I was trying to end the call, uh, you people in the South, you enjoyed a lot of the revival. Yeah. Yeah, people, they really touch you people from my history, my studies, my researches, my books I've written. How come? How? Uh, what is the effect? I had to give him the history of my relationship with God. <laughs> and confess that it's last year or this year. You know when I told you, when I read the thing in, about in this book about history of Pentecostalism, that I'm here. That Quaibo here, that, and I've told you, I heard uh, a pastor talk about it here in this number two. This Quaibo that you pass, a car route, this place, this place, this place. And the man said, he said that you knew when the meeting started, you didn't know when it ended. Example, they say five o'clock, six. People will come for a church meeting, but there's no end. When you're tired, you go. There's nothing like an end. The meeting does not end. This Quaibo. And I read to you and I shared with you how the power of God broke out. This will your access, this whole place, this whole place. All of here, I didn't know all of this till recently. I had no idea how perversively and powerfully God moved in all this area. And you're talking about 1920s. 1920s. People were speaking in tongues everywhere. Can you speak in tongues in Kwaibu? They were speaking in tongues. They couldn't catch who started it. 
They just know that people will be singing that the power of God without a human need. So they couldn't catch a person and say it's you that is causing this confusion. Because there's nobody. The spirit of God was moving, doing as he will. Go to any of those places and do any of those things now. And like I've always said, even back then they were fighting. People fought it. So those who fought against it won. Which is, why, which is why you cannot apologize for telling the truth. Which is why you, you stop apologizing. Sorry, I'll not take your time. I'll only take two minutes. After I use two minutes to talk about God, then you use two hours to talk about the latest Nollywood movie. And nobody feels guilty. And you, you feel bad. And it's, it's true, so I talked too long. God will forgive us. Yeah. God must forgive us. Yeah. You can talk about football, about politics, things you know nothing about. Nothing about. No, I know. You know what? Are you there when they sacrifice human heads? No. I thought you said you know. Are you there when deals are entered at levels your brain would never imagine? No, you're not. But you... <coughs> that you know. You know what? When something has eight levels, a building has eight levels, and there are two floors on top, six are under underground, and you've only entered... The highest one, then there's two times out of 60 times, they allow you to come to the lower floor, which is still above ground. Then you're not even aware that there are six floors under. So you know what? No, I know. No. Then when it comes to the things of God, we keep it light. No, let's not, let's uh, just a sip. You know, you know, you can't be forcing it on people now. You know, this thing is a choice. When you have children, don't force it on them. Told you didn't lock down. I forced it on my children. All the excuses. You know, mothers typically say, let them and let, you know. It used to be normal for years. Even during holidays and all that. Once it's around 8 o'clock, we're having devotions during holidays, all of that. Around 8 o'clock or so. Even if they may go and get biscuit, food, bread, and give them, and they sit there. They make, I would insist sometimes, because who is going to be with them out there? So they'll be here, but they'll eat something and all that. During the lockdown, I wouldn't let them. I said, consider it to be fasting. So we could be having devotion from maybe 7 or 8 till 10, 11. One or two days, maybe up to 12. And the children will be there. I said, hey, they'll survive. The youngest was around, I don't know, 4. Plus four, and she, she would, I don't know, they, maybe they could give her something, some biscuits or something. But I knew she wouldn't die. That one was guaranteed. And it is out of that that my children went prophetic. They had been around prophetic stuff. One used to have prophetic dreams often and would share or ask them to share. But all of them went prophetic from the four-year-old up to the ten-year-old or so. 11 years old. All of them went prophetic. Real 
a lot of <laughs> just because they had to stay. When we are singing, they are singing. When they are sharing the Bible, even if they are distracted here and there. But when they close their eyes, they will tell you the future. Out of that, all. They tried to explain in their own way. I saw, I saw, I saw Seta. Seta. That, that, that bad, bad, bad angel. Bad angel. And God now said, Go away. <laughs> and you wonder, is it real? And I remember how you said, Huh, this is my daughter, my last daughter. <laughs> so, what does it? So, I, I now made the, oh yeah, let them talk first. So we prayed. The older people whose prophetic giftings have been proven. And I remember one of those days. See, I saw something. That thing was like this, like this. Like this, and she describes it, you know. She talks, talks, talks. And then you give the older person. I mean older, I mean 25 year old. Now they're saying, uh, um, um, I saw something was heart shaped, like the diamond, diamond on the cart. And they described the same thing. And they are saying the same thing. Now they had seen it. When she had seen it, she says in her childish way, you say in a mature way. But, I, I mean, you get confirmations. You get confirmations. That, so how could she know? So she wasn't joking. She wasn't fabricating stories. She just lacked the vocabulary to say it as clearly. You better indoctrinate everyone you can with the truth. And you better know if someone is not indoctrinated, which simply means to put doctrine into, which simply means teaching. Doctrine is the word teaching. So, depending on the translation, and I had to explain it because when every typical Nigerian hears doctrine, all you think about, yes, the teachings of the Methodist Church. Oh, which doctrine? Catholic doctrine. And I've told you, you should avoid any denominational doctrine. Don't accept it. Don't embrace it. And if you look at it and it's something that is scriptural, tell them this is not your church's doctrine. This is the doctrine of Christ. This is the doctrine of God. Why are you calling it your church doctrine? You got it from the Bible. But when they bring church doctrine that is not in the Bible, tell them why should I accept it? Why should I accept your group? Your group came up with something that it goes against the scriptures. Why should you impose it on people? Will your church be the ones on the judgment seat on the day of judgment? Will I give account to their opinions? If what you're teaching is not scriptural, why should I accept it? Why should I welcome or embrace it? It's unscriptural. It's against. I can show you 10 scriptures that counter that teaching. So why should I embrace it? I came from a background of a church denomination where in certain areas they have total disregard for very clear scriptures. And I thought they were the bad ones. Till I came and found out that everybody has opinions that are stronger than God. And my question is, who are you to have an opinion that is stronger than God? Aren't you afraid? Do you not fear? When the day of judgment comes, all that boldness, you find out on the judgment line that no one there calls you elder. <laughs> Why would you think you should have the audacity? The Most High spoke, Jesus spoke, and you spoke. 
and contradicted him. How dare you? You were unafraid. And you're wondering what the lake of fire was created for. There's such a disregard for God. Such a disregard. Doctrine. Didascalia. From which you have didascos, didake. All the same word. It's obvious. Teaching in the Greek. It simply means to teach. So indoctrinate means to teach till it goes in. As usual, we've allowed the enemy to take it. Whenever I hear what we make, we allow the negative meaning. It's like a rainbow in a, in in Western countries. Then the gay people took it as their symbol. So if we have a storybook now, we'll not draw a rainbow again. We'll not draw a rainbow. So, so if we talk about the story of Noah, we'll not draw a rainbow. Christians have started businesses in Western countries, put a rainbow, and other Christians came up and said, "How can you do this?" And they're like, "What?" Say, how can you use a rainbow? That's how we, that's how we seed everything. Conceding things. Does it belong to them? Why do you give it to them? That's how we cannot speak. You want to talk. Again, that's why I go out of my way. If you like, join the war. Battle. Don't, if you like, don't join. They're apologizing. Someone said about me, say you've been indoctrinating people. What should I do? Outdoctrinate? I'm called to teach the word. I'm called to indoctrinate. You should be complaining about what I am indoctrinating them with. Not making the word indoctrinate an evil word. Like making the word man, evil, woman. They say he's very masculine. There was a time during the feminist thing and it swept on in those western countries. Men became feminine. The macho became evil. That you act like a man. Women have screamed at men for opening the door for them. You don't know? Keep your chauvinist attitude. Here, sir. Because they've been soaked with Hateful doctrine. There's hateful doctrine. Then there's perfectly sensible doctrine. Treat the women as the weaker vessel. A woman is trying to cross the road and you come that way on the side where vehicles are coming and go like that and make her feel safer. I told you I saw a short funny video and someone was using maybe a remote control thing and the thing would just come out at a door. It just come out. Roll. It has tires on the on a place that was like a path by his building at the street, it just come out. And he kept a camera somewhere far away. Male and female, male and female. Every time the female ran, ran back. Every time. Every time the male at most may go and pass it. Every time the female ran, you keep saying you're the same. How are you the same? How can you be the same? Maybe I saw 20 people pass. The women always ran. The men always did not run. You are the same. You are not the same. You are both human beings, but you are made differently. All this folly that has gone on. You apologize for being honest. 
for telling the truth. You say things that are perfectly normal. You, you, you have to apologize. No, 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 that's not what I meant. That's, not what, that's exactly what I meant. Why, why, why? What, what is wrong with us? Women have their strength. Am I going to go and be competing? This child is crying again. You see a woman, you see energy, you can't even... What kind of energy do you have? She's crying the baby. They keep holding. That's your ability. Have I ever challenged? Do I look? You have your superpowers. We have our superpowers. How to come? Can you imagine? Spider-Man. Uh, no, Incredible Hawk trying to bring out spider webs. Do you know how against the law <laughs> power that is? Can you picture up Incredible Hawk? Oh, Hawk. Oh. <laughs> what? You go like stop that. You're embarrassing your fans. Oh, you picture Spider Man going, <laughs> Spider Man smash. Smash what? Your spindly hands. <laughs> Let every superhero occupy his own comic book. <laughs> That's Didache. A story with two meanings. Understand a didactic story. Understand this. That if something is true, it is true. But it is not enough for it to be true. You must put the truth into generation. Or they will not put it, even after it has been put so hard. I mean, over and over again, look at all the revivals in the Bible. Go and read the book of Judges. Go and read the book of Kings and Chronicles. Look at the clear moves of God with Jehoshaphat. The great moves of God in time of Asa. Look at what God did in the time of Josiah. And look at what follows thereafter. Why did they keep running out of grace? Why does it keep seeming as though nothing happened? As though God never visited? As though there was no great rejoicing when the people turned to the heart, to the Lord with one heart? Why does it seem everyone forgets what God has done? Why? Because he was not hammered in deeply enough. Nobody seemed to ever obey Moses' instruction in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God. Our Lord is one, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And this word which I command you today shall be. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, 
I'll buy them as a sign on your hand And they shall be as frontless between your eyes You shall write them on the doubles of your Say with me the command from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 9. But let's just say 6 and 7. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. First, what should be in your heart? Which words? The commands of God should be in your heart and second. Pause, pause, don't rush. Don't rush. That's not how God trained, taught me. He taught me when you're taking notes, I'm the Holy Spirit is teaching you. He, 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 every word, every word. When he was telling me this, I don't know how many years ago, 20 something years ago. Whatever. Diligently. So that's when you go to the dictionary, not English dictionary. The Hebrew dictionary. The Language dictionary. At the time, I had only Strong's. You guys have better uh, dictionaries than we we did. And if you look at that word diligently, I'm giving you an example. This is how to read the Bible, study how to study. It means it's the it's the Hebrew word shanan, shanan, and it says. And I'm going to give you an example. To sharpen. To sharpen. To wet. So W-H-E-T. They used to. Like when you're sharpening a knife. A cutlass. A matchet. To wet. To sharpen. To teach. These are different people, historical people saying that this is what means to teach, to teach, to be pierced. Someone else said that, okay, that it meant to be pierced. And now, part of that, let me give you the passages where that word occurs, Deuteronomy 32. Verse 41, Deuteronomy 32, 41, when God says, If I wet my glittering sword, and my hand took hold on judgment. That word sharpened there, that's the word. And it's the combination of words that says, And thou shalt teach them diligently. Hear me, it's not just the word diligently, it's, and thou shalt teach them diligently, okay? So, you will what? You will sharpen. Your children. 
You make your children sharp with the word of God. Do you understand what it's saying? You make them to be pierced. Oh, are you are you sure you're understanding? Go back to the, the, the Deuteronomy 32 verse 41. Deuteronomy 32. That place. So when he says, when I sharpen, that's the same word. When I shanan. Psalm 45 verse 5. Then, okay, let's read modern translation. Your arrows pierce the hearts of the king's fools. Guess which word is that? No, which word is shanan? Pierce, your arrows are sharp. Do you know King James says are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies? Can you understand why they say are sharp? You can understand now. Because the translator gets there and says, your arrows are shanan. Shanan. How, how, how do you say your arrows are diligent? Are you understand how scriptures work? How they used to translate. So, so when you say shall teach them did that, do you say your arrows are taught the are taught are taught in the hearts of the king's enemies? So there's confusion. This is how translation works. So so they compare, they go, okay. Okay, that's why when you see in the concordance, they say this word can mean this, this, this. Because they, they are trying to make sense of it. Human beings translated it. When it says your arrows are sharp, when it says sharpen. So if you are going to read this thing in different ways, it's going to say, you will make your children sharp. This word which I command today shall be in your heart. You will sharpen your children. But do you know what we do? Oh God, forget what we do. You know what we do. <laughs> and we apologize for it. What, what, do you sharpen things by doing three times? One, two, three. Is that how you get a knife ready to slice a fan? Is that how you get an arrow? Anything that needs to be sharp and pointy. You know it takes effort. Even a simple pencil. Who has ever had to use a pointy pencil? Careful without breaking sharp needs who did some uh, introductory technology or something. He needed wait. Do you do it? Pia, 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 pia. That's the word diligence. Can you understand now? That's diligence. I'm not even talking. I know some of you are thinking of the bad quality pencils that every time you sharpen, a portion goes every time. But even if it's a perfectly good, strong pencil that doesn't break out. You don't just do pia, 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 pia. You're careful. You know how you try to get that point. That's, that's the picture of diligence. That's the picture of sharpening. That's the picture of the care required in our handling of the word of God. Shanam. And it says they have to be sharp in the hearts of the king's enemies. You know how this can apply therefore? We are going to say, shall teach them diligently. It means if you are going to be able to attack, let me just explain it. You are going to be able to attack the king's enemies. Whereby the people fall under the, it means you are going to, why? Thine arrows are sharp in the house of Your arrows, keep it here. Your arrows pierce the hearts of the king's fools. The nations fall beneath your feet. What does this now mean? If What are our arrows to be made of? Of God's word. With it, we are to attack. It's the sword of the spirit. Are you understanding? Without it being sharp. Have you heard that the 
you know, you know the scripture in Hebrews chapter 4. That the word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. That's why it must be sharp. It is why a cursory knowledge of the scriptures, a casual knowing of God's word, has never, it doesn't help. Casually knowing God's word does not help. It has to be, you have to know it. How does the New Testament say it? How do you say it to Timothy? Study to show yourself approved. A workman that does not have any need to be ashamed. Not that you carried your sword and you hit it and it bounced. Who has ever used something and you try to cut something and it bounced? And you now, what do you do next? You look at the blade. You're like, what am I holding? Who has ever had the misfortune of thinking a new matchet was sharp before they went and sharpened it? You took a new, ah, it's new, it's new. If your hand was remaining, because there's usually this vibration that put, and your hand goes numb. But you could use an old one that is even thin, but very sharp. God does not want us being blunt objects. He does not want his enemy to be taken down by blunt force trauma. Is that what he said? Blunt force trauma. <laughs> that a blunt object hit this guy. Mm-mm. He wants the arrow to pierce the heart. He wants it precise. Oh, you don't understand. The way to take down darkness. The enemies of our king are lies. The way... <coughs> We will take it down. It's by knowing this word of God so precisely that you put it in. Someone says something and you release one. That's what Jesus used to do. And the Pharisees go. And the Bible says, and they, henceforth, they asked him no more questions. <laughs> they just, they, they just say, uh, Johanan, you're still here. Just move. From there on, they left him alone. And he'll do it quite quietly. The scriptures say, My Lord said to my Lord, Say my right hand, if he says, Lord, how can he be son? At least the one thing I found out about those people, they're a bit honest. Now, what is this man even saying? What is this man even saying? Oh, answer the question. Oh, answer the question. Now people are so dishonest. As the wicked as the Pharisees were, when Jesus would hit them one, they would go out outside. Angry. They can't answer him. They would go out and plot his death. They would just come out. They have to kill this guy. Like, we know there's nothing to say. They just kill him. Today, they will not answer. They will be shouting. Answer the question I asked. If he is... They knew. They had studied the Bible for so long, the Jews. He said... If the dead do not rise, how come the Lord said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? You see, he's not the God of the dead, but of the living. Do you know the Pharisees didn't stand and say, no, that's not what that place means. They walked away. They knew scripture enough to know that that place said, I am the God of I don't know if there are even people even as honest as the Pharisees and Sadducees today. And look at them, how in their honesty, how wicked they were. 
Then when you're not even that honest, then what are the levels of your wickedness? When someone will even be cautious enough. So let's talk it through. All right. So you say that there were three wise men. All right. I'm saying, let me use a ridiculous one that does not affect anybody personally. I'm saying that there's no place the Bible says there were three wise men. Ah, what are you saying? There was frankincense. There was man. There was gold. Yes, I agree. Three different kinds of material. Yes. Yes, just like during the last burial, that some people went, there was 50 naira notes. There was 100 naira notes. There was 1,000 naira notes. Is it three people that came? <laughs> it may have been 100 people. Though. There may have been 50 wise men. 100. Nowhere. You have no basis to say there are three wise men. Not one reason. But how come? No, I've always, I read it. I saw it. <laughs> the difference with the Jews then is that even whatever they believe, they read it. They, they used to read. They read this thing a lot. So Jesus told them, you said the scripture, think in it, you find life. It isn't that talks of me. <laughs> the scripture is talking about me. That's why they didn't like him. That's when people start looking for stones. But many <laughs> Please, you have a stone there. Just anyone with a stone. And they start picking it up. They didn't like him. But they couldn't argue when he would answer. When they were calm enough to be around him and not shouting and threatening murder. Once in a while, he shared Rema with them. He said, if he's his son, that's why I told our people, Jesus is not the son of David. Jesus said he's not the son of David. Till today, we still call him the son of David. He objected to it. Like in simple words, I'm not his son, I'm his Lord. That's what that passage was saying. Jesus is not the son of David. He's the Lord of David. But you know how we handle scripture? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we should pack and do what? We, I already know what I think. I should stop and check what. Why? Why should I stand and look at what the Bible says? I already know. No, you don't. And if this word, which he commands, okay, I want to give you some more. Commands us should be in our hearts. We are to use them like arrows. Okay? Now, let me show you how it works. Psalm 64, verse 3. Who shanan their tongue like a sword? Are you hearing me? They sharpen their tongue like a sword and aim their bitter words like arrows. These are wicked people, all right? We should not. Us is the opposite. We, but you see where you launch? You see what you sharpen? Do you see what the weapon is? Our what? Our tongues! You don't go picking a knife and say, Jesus says you should sharpen. No. Now how? So what, we, what are we supposed to sharpen? So our children, what are we meant to sharpen? Their tongue. We are supposed to sharpen our tongues. It's what you sharpen. What you sharpen, how does the New Testament say? This very point. Be ready always to give an answer to those who ask about the hope in you. <laughs> so the more they give you, you, now till you get to the place where 
you can't be taken down in a sword fight, in a word fight. Please, know that you need to go to school. Are you hearing me? The pride in so many hearts, the absence of sincere teachings, the scarce is not that it's not there. I've come across the most amazing teachings and teachers in books here and there. And I am shocked at how they are not known. But I know why they are not known. I absolutely know why. It's so easy to know. People cannot serve God and mammon. If you are going to be finding treasures of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you absolutely need to not serve money. And uh, when your pastor has taken time to teach you about the importance of having money, how is the proof of God's presence with you for so long? So the one who was supposed to sharpen your tongue with the word, sharpen your truth with a love for money. Every time you go, they sharpen you. Every time you appear, they sharpen you. You get more greedy. Last three meetings, they didn't sharpen you personally. They brought someone who can even sharpen you more. <laughs> who has ever been in a meeting where they brought someone? You have never come across such sharpeners. How many of you know you already had great desires to have money? Then they invited this man. You were born, you were red hot. Red hot. Let me not say greed, they will not agree. You knew that day that in this war you must count your millions. <laughs> That's the day you Ah! You felt, in the, depending on the church group, you felt like doing this from your seat. Ah! Ah! But some of you actually did it. Raise your hand, confess. God is watching you. You're all over here. And as you are living with your friend, you are saying, God! Come, 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 come. You, who knows this kind of work? Who knows this kind of Brace yourself. Who knows this kind of work? God! God! Who knows what I'm talking about? You are so pumped. You are so. And all of it was about money. And millions and billions. In fact, you say you'll be the youngest billionaire in your village. That day, take note, it was not a seminar, it was a church meeting. And a human being claiming to come in the name of Jesus did that to you. And you did not know. That you have just encountered the king's fools. Because if you had been sharpened. This is what used to happen to me. As I sit down and listen to them. As they release the king's fools against me. I have told you how, it, how the beauty of soaking in scripture. As you say. It's like, it's like a computer database. Scriptures come up in my mind. So you shoot. A scripture comes. Loads. Boom. You shoot. Boom. Sometimes three. Boom, 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 boom. And, and as long as my, 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 what do you call it? My iron dome. Right, if you don't know what it means, sorry. All right, so quickly, the Israelis have what they call the iron dome. Other nations don't like it. It's a system in place with multiple weaponry rockets in them 
when the Palestinians, especially when they shoot and it should land, the thing responds and blows out the rocket in the sky so it never lands. And they have a very high success rate, I've forgotten, maybe about 90 something percent rate. So you could shoot 700 rockets into their land and maybe 5 or 10 will land or 20. Something like that. I may be wrong, but that range. So I'm just giving you an idea. You shoot 500 things at someone and only 30 or 50 land. That's, you, you wasted a lot of. They call it an iron dome. It's a name. They call it the, the iron dome. So it's around. So you shoot from different sides. They are, those things are in place. They'll just respond. It's automatic. It's not human control. You know. <laughs> Shoot it out. Okay, so that's that. All of you must have an iron doom. You're not sure you want it? But to have it, you must have the uh, spiritual resource to have positioned them all around your life. In all areas. Not just in homosexuality. Ah, who does not know homosexuality is not good now? I know we know. So that's not an iron doom. That's just one set. That's just one. When they shoot you with homosexuality story, as they like, brrr. if they come to you and tell you, come and do ritual, ah, many of you, everybody, brrr, brrr, you shoot it out. How can I do ritual? The trouble is when they tell you things that appear much more simple, especially this greed. Only. When they shoot rockets of greed towards an announcement goes out in Christianity, typically. Everyone, messengers from God have come. Open your windows, open your doors. This one is not dangerous. That's what happened in the church between the 80s and 90s in Nigeria, especially the 90s and 2000s. And it, it, it was a blitzkrieg. Took, took out almost everyone. The one that is raining down now is false grace. Just, just wiping out. Bam, 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 bam. That man told me that that missionary came here and got confused. That's the second person that is telling me. And they sent someone here. Next thing, the guy came back. I think it was a woman. Someone of God that is a female. Said, or someone else. Said they sent someone here. And the person came here. And now that the person has, is like the person is mental, came back, whether I had a wife divorced, just was sleeping around, was just misbehaving everywhere. After coming here to Rion, city under a ministry. Said so this, this person was, on, this is an older story from last year or so. Someone else told me, or oh, this year possibly, I think it's this year. Said so that I was sober, and today someone else told me, the person was here that they had to sit down the person and undo the damage. You know, it's by the fruit you know something. Wrong. It's not that complicated. If someone can come to me and say, oh, after I came to this ministry, I got worse. You came and sat under my teachings. Then you went and loved sin more. I'm not talking about the devil attacking you. The devil will attack you. If your name is Jesus, Satan will attack you thoroughly. Till he kills you. And if he succeeded in killing the son of God, who am I? I'm not talking about attacks. I'm talking about learning 
to do evil. The proof. But if you come here and the vast majority come here and have a great passion to live righteous and walk pleasing to God, then you can know that you are being sharpened. Our tongues are what is meant to be sharpened. I've been referring to your mouth as the trumpet. Your tongue is the sword. Remember Gideon's men had trumpets and also had swords. Apart from the pitcher and the torch. So, if you just blow the trumpet but never use the sword, I am sorry. If you just raise an alarm, people, hear the truth, hear the truth. But you don't use it and pierce. This is specific, this is strategic, this is precise, surgical battle. Then, I'm sorry, that general trumpet blast... Everyone, Jesus is coming. Are you ready for the rapture? What used to happen to you when you drive on the road or hear someone say it? In your life. You think about it briefly, right? You think, oh God. With time, you try not to look at it. Especially when you have this certainty that that is not for you. This rapture will not make it. Should I pass a mic around and interview guys? Well, tell me what you, how many of you ever saw? Are you ready for the rapture? Any kind of thing like that? What did, how did you feel? What was your internal response? I want three people. Raise your hand if you are willing to tell us. Go there. When I saw... What? Quickly, don't act as if you give me a live testimony now. <laughs> okay, the, the, the time I remember seeing... Um, I don't mean recently. No, 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 recently, no, no, no. Don't talk about it now when you have no worries about such things. Tell me about you before. Okay, my parents' church, there was this um, flow of um, repentance. More like, don't make your hair, don't wear jewelry, all those things. So there was a lot of rapture um, message at that time. <laughs> I used to come to church with a blank mind, in that I won't listen, I'll more like tune out of the message so that I won't feel bad or feel anything in my heart. But it was very scary. So the best way is not to even hear about it. It was very, very scary. So, the most important thing. She, she wrapped it. It was very, very scary. It was terrified. Yes? Feelings from the past. Where are you going to? Okay, after okay. I bring it here. That was around 2012, 2013. I remember in the church where I was, there was this uh, other teenage girl that used to give me books to read. And it was this book about this revelation. The woman went to hell and got this. And I remember one of the stories was the woman that got uh, matches from her neighbor and took extra sticks. <laughs> and uh, they said she was going to, she actually ended up in hell. And I was like, I have done this many times. And I've done all that many other things that were listed there and I felt so, so, so afraid. And I went home and began to pray and ask God for mercy. And there was this other one that, um, it was, I was, I went to school that morning and people were circulating this particular message. And, um, they, uh, we were asked to pass it on where they said an old man was traveling last night and he saw he, he saw another person on the road and decided yeah. to give him a leave. I, I think it was last day. 
That one was it's an old story too. It keeps coming. You are teaching me. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> so I mean the one I I I, re- I, I read. I back was then. not trying to point out that I don't think it was last night. I think it was last week. Oh, oh okay. You guys didn't read it. Well, you don't know the old man that the angel came, but Jesus said that he said he's coming and the father. You don't know where the story is, right? Don't be on serious now. After they changed it to E.A. Adeboye said, You know it now. It's been moving around. I saw my own first in 1980-something. <laughs> Before the internet, they printed, they used to print. They'll tell you, make 10 photocopies. If this thing yes. stops with you. Yes. But like my mic. So we went around looking for where to photocopy the thing and spread because we were scared. Oh, young was the photocopier. We, we had to photocopy some. This will be 2000 and something for you. Uh, I got it in 2012. Between 2012 and 2012. Wow, that thing has been around. It's amazing. I just want to point out how long last week is. <laughs> I think I heard it started in the 70s. I think I, think I heard that thing starting in the 70s. So it has been walking around the earth constantly. Finally. It's on my own came or my mom that first told us when we used to have morning devotion, she would just keep us and I don't know whether it was to threaten us. But she would tell us that yeah, it, there's rapture and it was very scary because she knew how to she's an artist, so she knows how to point out those <laughs> and it was very scary and then me I did not feel it. Then subsequently when I along I'm IBB, close to Estonia, there was this big signpost that said Jesus is coming. If you now if you're a bright star student, you cannot miss it. And then that was my path from school every day. And then I'll see this thing, I'll tell myself, okay, in the morning, that that morning, because I had an idea that God will come in the morning, that that morning I would have an understanding with him. And But while growing, I realized that it would not happen. So I just told myself, be afraid, but do your life. When God comes, you guys will have understanding. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So that that last example is a bit closer, you know. To I was thinking specifically of where I mean, if you saw the signboard, how you used to feel, and you've had a little of that. Now, I understand that. You see, that's a a trumpet. Do you understand? But that's not a so that's not an arrow. What, 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 get, getting people to bring down the king's enemies, to bring down unbelief, immorality, impurity, and different things. You need to direct it. When I was sharing with those students yesterday in that boarding school, mentioning specific things, saying you struggle with pornography, you say it's specific, but the scriptures say, those that are impure will have no inheritance. You see, that's specificity. That's an arrow. When I got born again, I had heard. I grew up going to church fellowship with my mom, you know. Even though we were in the Roman Catholic church at the time, but my dad would come to the village in the weekend for, he was in the village church council. He would be in town. We would go to, when my mom got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1984, maybe, or five, I don't know, some lady preached to her. I remember her getting baptized because I, I walked, I remember she was in the parlor, she fell on the ground. Some lady was praying for her in the park. She was speaking a strange language. And, uh, you know, but you know how it is now for a woman who was married to a Catholic, 
Methodist background, my people, man, Catholic, had no problems, had no understanding, they didn't really care about such things, you know, and went from there to, you know, fighting the people, how dare you say anything against but the Holy Spirit bothering her till she finally, you know, and then she sneaks to a Pentecostal. And it's not that my dad, my dad was a Pentecostal Catholic. Charismatic renewal Catholic, so he should, that should tell you something. That was the Pentecostal arm of the Catholic Church. But not wanting, you know, Roman Catholics are big on you attending their church, your church. And uh, when you're hungry, you want more. But there have been quarrels, you know, they have tried quarrels over this church matter. My mom would sneak on Saturdays, I think it was. Sunday, I can't remember what day, I was a child. And go to Deliverance Tabernacle in Calabar. Hey, the man is dead now. <sighs> And uh, lots of, amongst the reasons why I don't do deliverance, didn't church meetings or any of these things, because I saw enough. No, no, the reason I don't do, I know what can happen. You know, Again, if you've been there when we are doing any deliverance, you know, it's just the people we are praying for that will be there, nobody else. So picture doing those things here. And that's what, you know, people like doing. And that's people, the spectacle. To make a, an open spectacle of someone's. <laughs> oh, church of God, have mercy. There are a few situations where it may have to be public because there's no time you're passing through. Power of God comes on someone, you have to rebuke it. But if you know you're about to start delivering people and there will be manifestations, try not to do it during a, during a normal church meeting now. What kind of like? It will be a church meeting, but not. Not when you should be teaching. Now, yes, I agree. But so I'm only saying this because someone will be wondering. I bet I've seen meetings here where things are happening. Yeah, but you should notice. It's not me. We don't induce it. You know, usually I'm standing here. If they are falling in their seats and where they are, that means God chose to do it that way. But even then, we try to silence it. Take them aside or keep it for later. We go out of our way not to turn it into a public spectacle. Um, but those who like people to scatter chairs, you see they are falling and then there's brum, brum, that sound of chairs scattering, you know that sound? It makes you look powerful. That's the real reason many people do it. I'm not talking about the juju ones, I mean even the, the ones that are real. I mean the ones that is really the power of God. It makes you look powerful, which is a very dangerous fruit to have when operating the gift. You shouldn't self-control, humility, meekness should the fruits are the baskets within which the gifts should be controlled, contained. When you do the opposite, you keep the fruit outside, then this gift does what they like. You have serious problems. So pride, you know. So uh, again, I'm not saying everyone that does that is proud. Some don't know any better. Uh, or some people, the only time the power of God moves is when they were in a normal church meeting. Uh -huh. They don't know that when there's no church meeting, you can still call someone. And, and I've seen the most dramatic deliverances. And it was only me. And I just finished eating breakfast. 
a lunch and it's only me and someone is sitting at the table i'm sitting and i just pray. so you, you don't need to you don't have to have whipped everyone into a frenzy before god can bring deliverance and all that anyways so you should be very scattered the meeting will go until sometime 1 a.m 11 was normal 11 p.m so one of those days we walked from target to a poor who knows Calaba? how far is that is that far i mean it's small <laughs> but i think it rained too and uh, it was very late no vehicles and it had rained so heavily well, anyway so my mom was you know how it is when you're new to such it was so excited you know she would go you know take us along and we saw lots of things the state of the human life the king's enemies need to be struck specifically at times or you not have real salvation you just have general i saw all these things i was not born again i saw the power of god i saw people acting like snakes i saw everything saw all sorts of things as i saw it as a how old was i seven eight nine but that did not make me born again the first day I got born again is the first day someone preached to me specifically. No, the only day I got born again. Sorry, I've told you since I got born again, I haven't, I haven't gone back. The day I got born again is the day a 13-year-old boy preached to my 10-year-old self. He was 13 or 14. I was 10. And he spoke, so he said, are you born again? Do you do? And I remember tears pricking my eyes and feeling guilty. And he led me to pray. It's that born again in 1989, January 9th, that I've carried till today. A 13-year-old boy that sometimes will tell you evil stories. I shared this some years ago. I told you how you have to stop saying. Listen to me, all of you. You keep saying, I'll preach to people. It's just that when I get better. Stop. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You can be ashamed of yourself. That place did not say, do not be ashamed of yourself. Be. There's a lot you have to be ashamed of. Or should we go into details? Yeah. Bah, pro proper Christians here. <laughs> you can be ashamed of yourself. You do, don't you do shameful things at times? The Bible did not say, because we always mix up things. I am not ashamed of myself, so I can preach the gospel of God. That's not what he said. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation of those who believe. Therefore, people, while God is doing whatever he needs to do on you, I beg you, it is the gospel. Let it out, because the word of God is living and powerful. Just let it crawl out of your mouth. Eh? Have you ever seen a movie or something where someone has one small thing? I don't know. I'm just knowing I've seen this kind of thing. And when it comes out, look up. Then it grows into one big ah, ah, that's, Okay, that's just use incredible hawk. Small body. And then you 
you kick him, he always avoids trouble. Oh. Yeah, once he's I, not this incredible how this whoever watch incredible how the original if you don't put down your hand down you explain how you, do you see this Joseph which in original incredible how which 1981 <laughs> who has who knows the original you know it was a human being not they didn't draw it <laughs> I'm really interested in then where you people saw it or where did you see it on YouTube you okay you tell me your age later <laughs> these are very people who said yes yeah who, who? it's people behind you saw it on YouTube okay I don't say you watched it don't don't sound like it's not a movie that alone, as it's not a movie, it's a series. <laughs> Alright, so so there's the one from the early 80s. So that's the one, that's the one I grew up as a three-year-old, four-year-old, five. That's the one I used to watch. So the normal thing is that he's walking around and then just normal good guy walking somewhere, being calm, very calm, and then some bad person or evil person will cause him pain, and he try his best to avoid it. But typically, now of course the reason why is because it was another person that was incredible, hot, not a computer generated image, you know, not CGI. It's a real person, Lou Ferrigno. Is his name. I found out years later. So that's why always when he's changing, you see someone with the same shirt like that guy. When they punched him, I went and fell down in a corner. Then they'll show his eyes. You be his face. Then his eyes will change. And then his shirt will start tearing. That's the most common. The shirt will start tearing. Tear, tear, tear. Hey, you know, it's over. So what you beat and threw in was one slim man. What comes out is a Big, but human size still, not this computer thing you guys have. You come out, rah, and everything changes. The word of God is like that, people. You, if you allow and stop taking unnecessary beating, will allow out what God has put inside of you which is the word of god it is living and powerful it is powerful let it out let it handle the situation but what happens when there's nothing like i said at the beginning there's no power your job is to connect the power with the need connect it our job people and how we do that back to our more specific thing is that there's the general announcement of God's word. Everyone needs to be saved. Have you given your life to Christ? Morning cry kind of preaching. This kind of preaching. Then there's the targeted arrow in your heart kind of preaching. That one you are most uncomfortable about that you say. That people say. Especially Western Christianity taught us that. That well don't get too personal so they will not take it personally. Have you heard things like that? 
What are you talking about? Arrows are personal. Have you ever seen a, an impersonal arrow wound? See, that from an arrow shot. But it wasn't personal. You mean the arrow stuck in the tree and he died? It must be personal. Are you hearing me? We must put real arrows into people. You're trying to get someone saved or you're trying to get them to repent. Please, tell them why you're talking to them. I have to talk to you. I've noticed you obviously have this problem. The first time I saw it, I thought the second time, uh, the third time, it is obvious it's a real problem. Uh, do you realize it? Now, you could be talking to a Christian or a non-Christian, okay? Born again Christian or not. But I'm saying, you want people to be saved quicker. You want to see more fruit. You want to bring down the king's enemies in their hearts. The fruit the works of the flesh. Shoot at it directly. All this that we keep doing has killed people. We've allowed so many people get lost. If I ask you how you got saved, whether it was the Holy Spirit, whether general preaching, it is that that general preaching hit something specific in your life, even though the preacher didn't know. But he said something that as though he knows you personally. And you felt that's what you responded to, the arrow hit, not just the general sound. We all must learn to shoot the arrows of the Lord with our tongue. Are you understanding? But to shoot it for it to be sharp, you must sharpen it. Now what happens when you don't sharpen it and you swing a blunt sword or shoot a blunt arrow? It bounces off the thick skin of the hearer. Or someone tells a lie and instead of you responding with the truth, you don't have any arrows. You put your hand in your quiver. There's nothing. There's nothing. It could be a scripture about a practice in the person's life. It could be a testimony about how you were and what God has done through your life. All of it is still working as an arrow. Targeted. I used to be like this. I was like this. And the Lord spoke to me and said, why will you? And when you finish, you ask them, what are you going to do about what I'm saying? Don't you believe it is time for you to turn around, to repent? We have to stop playing with doing sword play where you're holding a sword in the air around someone. Then, hoo, 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 hoo. What's that? Stab the guy. Stab him. So many times, some of you have said, let me answer someone's concern here. You have said, God, but I preach now. How come people don't seem to get born again? Do you stab them? You don't. I'm telling you what you do. You do. Ooh, ooh. Stab them. Push it in. Stop dancing. Stop telling your uh, colleague in the office. Uh, see, you should go to church. All of you that don't go to church, hey, no, it's not good. Though. Remember, remember the Sabbath day and keep it hood. What are you talking about? But this is what we do. This is what we do. Am I talking to myself? We dance around. We try. Then we get afraid. Then we are like, oh, it doesn't work. Then we get used to it. A woman was telling about an outbreak of God in Joss. 
in the 70s. That same move of God, they talk about 72, 73. That same move of God. I shared a little of it here. And, and she said, school closed because the power of God was too much. In the what church? I don't think it's Presbyterian, Anglican, maybe. And the driver's wife got up and prophesied. She prophesied. She tried. There was a commotion. She was struggling. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. Nobody knew. They didn't even know there was something like tongues. They didn't even know there's something like it. You know how they even know something exists? And people broke into us. But the woman, they, they saw a small commotion. They couldn't understand what's happening there in church. That was morning meeting. Evening or the next Sunday or so. It happened again. But this time, it seemed they had quieted her down. This woman had gotten up, whispered something to the priest or so. Maybe you know, whatever. And then, again, she got up and went. This time, she didn't wait for anybody again. She started prophesying from her seat. And I think what she was saying was simply, Repent! Repent! And you're wondering, couldn't God just do what he wanted to do without her? Because she didn't preach any sermon. She, this lady, she's in her 60s now. He said the power of God felt that she has never experienced anything like that. The point is conviction, that thing I spoke about yesterday, came on them everywhere. She said she didn't know why, but she just felt so guilty. She may have not been able to point out she didn't, hadn't committed fornication, hadn't, but she couldn't understand why everything in them wanted to confess. This is Nigeria. I Conviction hit so hard. You just felt so evil. And what was the one say? Repent. <laughs> Repent. It wasn't her words. She allowed her mouth to be what the king was sounding the trumpet and shooting arrows from. They left that place. People were crying everywhere. There were multiple campuses on that place. There was the teacher's college or something, school of nursing or the blind or something. There was the girl's school. There was the guy's school. They are completely separate from each other, very far. But you go ahead. So you, when this group comes, they will enter their own compound, enclosure. You go down, down, down. They were separate. There will be a big gap between them. Nursery man, they were going. These girls said they got to their hostel. They don't know what happened. Nobody preached. They, what did they know? But they know someone started a fire and people brought out their, the equivalent of the worldly shoes of those times. The fashion, the younger evil things. And they were burning. The fire kept burning for, I think, one or two days, or if not three. Why? Because it kept being supplied. People just brought out their things. Nobody told them to do anything. They just found themselves doing it, crying endlessly. And people were speaking in tongues. They didn't know what it was. People were not interested in eating. Nothing. Just nobody could understand what happened. And then they announced and brought them out. They found out later that it had happened in all the campuses. They didn't know. Yeah, it was happening to the boys too. They didn't know it was happening there. Happening there. The white people were all confused. Like, what's happening? Everybody was confused. 
Then they called them, they announced, announced, gathered them in the assembly hall and closed the school because nothing was working. They, they couldn't do anything. So they sent everybody home. He said just automatically, people shared out their foods. Those that are traveling further, they will walk on their legs. Okay? It's not now. They will walk. Some will travel for two, three days journey to their villages. So those who were going to the park and their home is closer, they gave their provisions to those who travel further. Just many got to the park, didn't enter the cars and travel. They started preaching from the park. They preach, 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 preach. They're preaching everywhere. Because the king had fired arrows. But also the people that are preaching are not preaching general things. They are getting specific. We want people to be saved. We need people to be saved. We need people to turn to the Lord. What will we do? We have to pass things down. We, has, we have to make it sharp. It has to be straight. We have to stop being cowards. We have to stop being cowards. Psalm 73 verse 21. When my heart was grieved and I was pierced within. Shannon within. You see this? So his heart was grieved and he was pierced. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a piece, a beast before thee. Okay? Let me show it to you. Start from verse 20 to 20. Two. Like one waking from a dream, so you, O Lord, awaken and despise their form. When my heart was grieved and I was pierced within, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. So you see, this is someone who was like a beast. But what changed him? What changed this person? What woke them up? How did they awaken? Their heart was grieved and shanand within was pierced. When you pierce, what I was trying to explain, when you shoot straight arrows, you can pierce hard hearts and there will be salvation and deliverance. All that thing that happens when the enemy fights you back and, and someone, some people turn and say you'll be condemning people, condemning people. That's one of the things they used to accuse at this ministry. They say that. We condemn people. Please feel condemned. Please. You know, because there are people that you say to and they start defending me and saying, no, no, it's not like that. What do you mean? Don't water down my, don't water my ministry. Don't you know if you don't see you're like a brute beast? What am I trying to break you for? You don't want to agree with the truth. You don't know yourself. You want to walk around in a lie, pretending to be okay when you are not okay. If you are not okay, some, and you don't know you are not okay, aren't you happy someone told you you are not okay? Oh, you can take it from a doctor of the body, the flesh, but you cannot take it from a doctor of the spirit. Huh? You can't take it from a doctor of the spirit, but you can take it from a doctor of the flesh. Come, let's illustrate. I need an actor. I need somebody, anybody. Come. Does it hurt there? 
How long? Oh, whoa, I know. Ah, it's appendicitis. You need to do surgery. He weeps. Go. Oh, yeah, come again. He has come to a pastor, a man of God, spiritual doctor. This is lost now. This is lost. He's being respectful and nice. <laughs> hey, don't be condemning people. Don't be condemning people. We've heard of you. Don't be condemning people. Don't be condemning. I've heard of you. I always go around condemning people. Condemning people. Then people, you think everybody's going to hell except you. <laughs> That's the response. When a spiritual doctor tells you something, you have audacity. Push back. <laughs> when is that? It's cancer. You have three months. <laughs> they're going to weeping they're going to crying they're going to doctor, doctor help me and doctor is that I'm not going <laughs> why are you not angry why don't you punch it how dare you how dare you how dare you call cancer next to me because of how carnal human beings are like brute beast thank you Physical, physical. You, they only care about physical things. If you care about spiritual things, when someone points out your spiritual problem, you beg him even more than a physical doctor. Please help me. I've seen people do that. I've seen people. I've seen people. You tell them they are convicted. You see them, their eyes fill with tears. They're, mostly that's how they repent. And they go, I don't know why I'm like this. There's hope for that person. There's hope for that person. Then see the one that goes, please, I would rather we maintain our spaces. Okay? Let's, let's maintain. I, I, I don't think you should be invading my personal life. I think I have my life and you have yours. Yes, I do, I do, I do not. I do not. And when they tell you, 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 you go, you go, Sorry, sorry. You are, why are you apologizing? You are saving their life. You are apologizing. Let them throw a tantrum. Tell them, see, <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not saying you go fight. It's not a physical war. But don't apologize. You can keep quiet and just look at them. And pray under your breath and say, Lord, save them. Open their eyes. Let them stop thinking just like a brute beast. That's just a normal animal. An animal that does not understand. We are, you know animals don't understand much of anything. They're just bumbling around. When God awakens you. So God pierces us with sharp things. He pierces unsaved people with sharp things. Okay? The tongue is what you use to pierce. Alright? The tongue is what you use to pierce and uh, it's supposed to be used for the glory of God. I hope all this is clear. If we will do these things, we will become true servants of God. These words which he commands us today are to be in our hearts. We are to teach them diligently. We are to make it sharp. We are to sharpen 
That's why I think I was trying to tell you guys the other day that God didn't necessarily mean when he said you shall bind it as a sign on your hand and it shall be as frontless between your eyes. He didn't mean you should physically write. What's the modern day version? It's not. It, it, where's that amulet? Where are those amulets? You guys God's like has them wait. Where? No visitors. Where? Your amulet. Ah, new people. Ah, amulet. Is there any scripture on you? I've paid it. When I say amulet, some people are like, eh? The charm. That charm you want in your hand. Say, no, it's not a charm. It's just, it's just a what? I've heard preachers say, if you wear it, that you are protected. Juju Christianity. Not Nigeria. My God. Africa. People wear it for protection. I've seen unbelievers, many, they come to this church, wear two or three. They'll not give their life to Jesus. They don't wear like from multiple to I wonder which one are you? Which group? They're multiple. And you think it's a joke. Mm -mm, it's protection. They go ahead. I think some ministry they sell it. Supposed to do miracles for you. Can God pass through something? Yes. How? It better be random. It better be that I wanted to pray for you and, and you're traveling and I'm in the park. And we are separating. Oh, oh God. Uh, okay, that you're. Oh. And the person is a new Christian, doesn't know anything. Uh, take this. Father God, may your power go through this. Amen. When you go, lay it on her. Not the one that becomes the fisher, material salesman. So you read in the Bible and you presume now that you're to officially. You tell people who have the Holy Spirit and a pastor. Oh, the church. Oh, the church. Oh, the church. Sorry, oh. this is my thought sometimes. It's for private places, not for public. Ah, what will we do when the enemy arises like a flood? What will we do? Oh, will we? When the simplest things are so hard, what will you do if the Antichrist figure gets shot dead and rises again? And the whole earth says there is no one like the beast who was and was not, but is. What will we do? What will we do when they call down fire from heaven? I'm going to give you the sign of Elijah because the Bible tells you they will. Call down fire from heaven. What will we do? A church of that follows signs and wonders. They came to Jesus. Which sign? He said, I'll not give you any sign. He said, a wicked and unbelieving generation desire a sign. That, that one was for them. You see us? Signs and Wonders Conference 2029. <laughs> To me, you're a sign and a wonder. Come first. Where are you going? Ah, didn't you hear? Wait, come. Come back. Miracles, okay. You need a miracle? No, not me. Then where do you say you're going? Ah, what are you asking like this now? You're not a Christian. I am. That's why I called you back. 
Where are you going? There's this three-day program, tag signs and wonders. Yes, I knew. You said it. That's not the flyer again. Where what are you going to do there? Are you sick? No. Are you saved yet? Are you in need? No. Do you think there's a bondage over your life? No. Abba, you can't ask. You know me now. Yes, I know you. Well, I thought I did. So where are you going? Why you two they ask question? I thought I heard you people. There's a Bible study place behind your house where they study the word soundly. Yes, I leave that one now. Very. So what do you expect to get there? I want to feed my eyes. Your eye has mouth, eh? You are part of a wicked and adulterous generation and you enter one chance. The primary power the Antichrist will use will be signs and wonders. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 8 and 9. I didn't write it. Primary. Put it there because somebody needs to hear this. I don't know who it is. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Will be. Will be. Listen. I don't know if he's alive yet. I don't know where he is. He will be revealed. By the way, on the road, I remember this. I don't know where that, what that message was called about lawlessness. I know the first church, um, the majority of you are not here for the first, for the general Sunday service. You're in the first one. But I preached it some months ago or last year about lawlessness. Or maybe it was an evening meeting about how if you are lawless normally, pay attention to me, everyone. You are normally lawless. You will follow the lawless one. This is why I, this is, this, this is my, this is my, this is my, uh, what's the word? This is my burden. You'll be here saying, no, I can never do it. You will do it. He that is unfaithful in little will be unfaithful in much. You will. You, you must do it. You can't help but do it. You are rolling down a hill. When the hill gets steeper, you roll faster. You are rolling like this. The hill is like this. And then it gets like this. You won't roll slower when you get here. When there's chickeny, small amounts of signs, barely any wonder. Wuru wuru wonder, fake signs, deception, and you're running after it. When real signs and wonders of a global magnitude happen, which will happen. I've kept set your whole family up. You will chatter buses and send into villages you have never heard of to bring them. You sponsor, you give away all you have to sponsor the popularity of the son of perdition. You couldn't recognize a child's trick. You couldn't recognize when they put three people in the crowd and said, come, come. I see something that has to do with the medical field. I'm a doctor.
I need a mic. I see three children. Man of God. There are three in my family. And he says all sorts of things. Which will be nice. And it's not wrong. And real servants of God have shared things prophetically and all of that. Some of them do it quietly. Some do make a show of it. I share things prophetically with people. I'm not against. Don't misunderstand me. If you're out there and you're a cessationist, you don't believe God speaks to people. I don't agree with you at all. My God is alive, not dead. Your God is dead. Come and save me. Some do a show. They are learning. They are, some they are listening. Some, these, the people they admire do like this. So they copy. Is, is, they are not... I'm not saying this demonstration is necessarily wrong, but I'm saying the ones who lie, they are the ones who lie, 100% lie. And then someone comes and says, this man lied. A woman went in South Africa to a very popular uh, preacher whose nickname ends with one. They are all over. I've heard of CA1, Major 1. What else is one? There's Commander 1. Choose one. Now. <laughs> that was not purpose. <laughs> and the person said. And it's not one person. The person said. They realized that people go around asking people questions before the meeting. Over and over again. And then. This woman. Was doubting it. And said this thing is fake. And she goes early. And someone corners her truly. And ask her questions, and she gives false information purposely, and goes to her seat. And yours truly, the man of God, comes later, and while talking prophesying, then he says, "You, sister in red, come. Your name is." And he calls the fake name she gave. She knows the name she gave. Say, "You is your name not?" He says, "No." <laughs> And her husband is there. Now she had already told her husband it was fake. He didn't believe. So she was trying to prove it to the husband. Of course the husband knows his wife's name. <laughs> he goes on to say, Wait, wait, wait. You have four children. Oh, so she gave multiple bits of fake information. So he was trying to say, No, no, I'll prove it to you. And was getting more specific with the information she supplied, which is all fake. Then she left there. The husband was like, so he now believed. And she now told him. She hadn't told him yet. She, she hadn't told him. He didn't know what she, he would have probably stopped her. He now said, why are they saying all those things? That's what I told them. I, that time I left here and went upstairs. That's why I said we should go earlier than before the meeting started. That they cornered her and asked her questions. And she gave fake info. Now, even if only one person told you this story, only one person, 
told you this story? How much more when hundreds have told you? You don't want to hear. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And I am saying, what happens when you come across the real one and they're around now? Real. It's not. They didn't send anyone to ask any question. They know. They are. It's called the spirit of divination. And I don't know why. Is it that none of you have seen a spirit of divination at work before? You know it's not God. That girl has demons. You know that girl sleeps around town. That girl is bad. That girl's grandmother is a witch. And she has these things comes on her. And when it comes on her, mm, mm. And says things. And it's right. Doesn't the Bible tell you about a girl with a spirit of divination that brought much money to her honor? You, is it, what's wrong with people? People, there's a demon spirit that knows things about people, a familiar spirit. Its ability is to pick info from you. Demons are all over this earth. They have the ability to tap into the database of info they've gathered about a person's life. They can tell you things. The things they are saying are factual. Yesterday you did this. Now, remember, Satan counterfeits God's thing, okay? It's amazing when you see someone operating in the gift of God like that, words of knowledge. But I'm saying, Jesus did not say by their accuracy you will know them. He said by their fruits. So look at the effect of what they tell you. When you see someone call you out and tell you funny things, and that's it, and you're like, what else? Nothing. He just used you to try and get glory. Do you get? God bless you. Go ahead, sit down. The mere fact that they are producing no fruit, that they are performing to impress, they come with the mindset of impressing. Sometimes it's so easy to see. For you not to be able to see is because you are being prepared for the lawless one to rule over you. The lawless one will be revealed before something is revealed. Apocalypsis. Revealed. The word revelation to be covered, to be made known, uncovered, unveiled. Whom the Lord Jesus will slay kill with the breath of his mouth and annihilate by the majesty of his arrival. Now, before that happens, look at what Jesus is coming to destroy. The coming of the lawless one will be accompanied by the walking of what will accompany the coming of the lawless one? Who will be walking with him for him? What are the signs? With Every kind of power. Wait, 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 wait. I know I've thought on this a bit more thoroughly. Do you understand what every kind of power means? Do you understand what every kind? There have been people throughout history who have worked with a kind of the power of Satan. Including Simon the sorcerer in the city of Samaria. The small gift of power that different people have had and manifested. Some of them today, they are around, they call them magicians. They've demonstrated kinds of power. One kind or two kinds. Babala was Juju priest 
are known certain native doctors they are known oh if you need help in this just go to them if you go to them girls will follow you has that existed if you go to them you have you make money that's a kind of power this guy is coming with every kind do you understand someone having the spirit of satan without measure You don't understand that. Genesis 3.15 And I will put enemy between you and the woman. Let me show you what has always been there that you have not seen. And between your seed and her seed, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Go back. I didn't tell you to add anything. That's all. Between your seed and between who is Jesus? Who is the Lord talking to? You don't know the serpent. The serpent will have. Hold on. Who is the seed of the woman? Galatians. Jesus, who is the seed of Satan? Have you met him yet? Has he come yet? So if you think the church has fought its greatest battles yet, it's because we have not been reading our Bible. Because the seed of the serpent is coming. He's not coming with Kobo Kobo power. No, no. He's coming with every kind. He's, he's, he's Satan's manifest seed. He will have power at a level that no worker of darkness has ever had. Can you imagine someone they invest everything in? Now I won't talk too much before some of you start having vision. But but at some point we will have to talk about go back to where we were. We will have to talk about these things. How will we prepare? Where everybody is playing, we are playing. You play church, you play Christianity, you play righteousness, you play, we play, we play. We have the heart to keep doing anyhow. When Satan has not played his greatest card, when that guy shows up and says he's Jesus. Why do you think the coming, why do you think it's the Lord Jesus that has to show up and slay him? Because nobody else will be able to. You don't understand. This guy will kill the two prophets that will bring fire from there. This guy will kill them. This guy is bad. Satan will condense himself into a human being. And walk the earth. The son of perdition. The lawless one. He will release lawlessness on the earth in a way. The earth has never seen. See, this guy did not show up in the time of Noah. He has never showed up yet. He has not. There's been glimpses of him. Antiochus Epiphanes, possibly. Maybe that spirit tampered with Hitler a little. A little here, a little. People are willing to do almost anything. Heartless. Wicked. But nobody has embodied the devil fully. 
All they've had is demons. He says he's coming with the walking. His empowerment within is Satan himself. Every kind of power, if I read it properly, every kind of sign and every kind of false wonder. He's not going to do a few signs. He's going to do every kind. Can you picture someone that there's no challenge you give him? He doesn't respond to him. You tell him, okay, can you? And he's like, can you multiply bread? <laughs> Who has a loaf of bread? In fact, I don't need your bread. And he's doing like this and bread is flying. Boom, 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 boom. What? What else? Challenge? Any? Anything? You need me to prove that I am he? And he will... And I, I, oh, my heart bleeds. Christians all over will bow and say Jesus has returned. Because in spite of the Bible so clearly talking about this guy and telling us how to identify his precursors, those who come before to announce him. Why do you think my heart breaks so much when I think of all of the people? Common sense should tell you something. Let me explain something. Let me say something for someone here who is struggling. Let me explain how it works with real servants of God and false prophets. A little of what I've observed. When someone is a false prophet, there will be a multitude of people that will say, I went to this man. He told me to bring this or to do this with him or to do this and that. There will be, it won't be one. There will be many people. They will say things about things that sound diabolic. They will say evil sounding. When the person is a diabolic person, I don't mean a man of God that sins. There's that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a diabolic person. Someone that is using juju power. It's not that I had a dream about him. It won't be a dream only. Mm -mm. You can dream. Satan can flash dreams into someone's mind about his true man of God. Are you hearing me? Also, it won't be a matter of people calling him names. They call Jesus Beelzebub. They tell it by the prince of demons. Right? So it's not about what people accuse. How you know a real man of God from a fake? It's not that. Do they accuse him of being fake? No, they accuse Jesus. And Jesus said, if they have accused him, they will accuse you. So what are some of, what is one of the indicators? I'm not trying to preach signs of the end time. What's that series? What's the other series we had? Last Day's Deception. There's a whole series called Last Day's Deception. Go on YouTube. You can see the videos. Go also on the website. You see the audios. Last Day's Deception. If you weren't here, please note the name. It's on our website. You know, www.g-lh.org. God's life helps you. Know? Go to the website. The Last Day's Deception. They'll accuse anyone that is real. They've accused me. As unknown as we were. No signboard. No attempt to be known. In my house. No flyer. I mean at that time. Even till now. We had never printed a flyer. I'd never officially. Never put out a banner. said come. Everyone that came. Came by themselves. Or someone invited them. All that happened that way. And small me. Unknown me. They were already accusing me actively. Of uh, having a red carpet. 
that I blame, I blame, what's that, Sir Brassam Wilson that gave us a red old carpet? It's here. Next time you have to watch the color of the thing you give us. <laughs> they gave us an old carpet that he used, he's a dry cleaner, had a, he had a dry clean business at the time. So he, he, someone gave me a carpet to wash and the person left it there for a long time and he bought it off the person. All right, so when he saw that we had nothing in a small congregation, he said he could give this carpet. And so we used it. And so, and people were saying, oh, oh why are they using a red carpet? Ah, hey. okay. I would laugh because all he did was amuse me and I didn't take it seriously. Till you hear many people say, till they tell you that on the red carpet there are candles. And then we are humming, hum, hum, hum. And I wonder where I went when people, some of you gathered to hum. And I asked, they don't say, <laughs> So I would laugh about it. See, one sister who came nearly said, no, take it seriously. These things are believed. These things are real. Gave us a list of 10 things that are said about us. I was amused still because I don't take my life. The way it is, is I grew up trying not to mind being accused. All I, that matters to me is that it's not true. And you know, you and God, you're fine. So, I mean. But because she insisted, I addressed it. I, she, I read it out, had a laugh, but pointed out that no, it's not true. Because she was saying, no, that like she, that she actively believed it. it she didn't take like joke or anything. She, because of that, that before she came here, her roommates gathered and prayed for her that when she comes, my juju will not work. Uh. But again, so you hear some, and some are not said by, some are said by serious people, different, you know, and they'll say it seriously. People that follow Juju pastors accuse us. They follow Juju pastors. They do all sorts of things, oil, sand, all sorts. I mean, they even use oil. Nothing. Hands only, or no hands. Very many times, no hands. Lord God Almighty, nothing. But they still, can you imagine we're using oil? That is normal oil that almost all churches use. So we don't, never, have you ever seen a bottle of oil? Never, nothing. Why? Because I don't think you need it. I think it's the oil of the Spirit. I'm not bashing those who use. And uh, don't try to use the Bible again. I'll use it back on you. Don't, don't bother. I believe it's the oil of the Spirit. Those two passages you're thinking about in the New Testament, every time the focus was on Jews. One is the book of James to the 12 tribes. The other one was the Lord Jesus sending out his disciples and they anointed them with oil. Those are the two. In Jewish culture, the oil, remember from the time of Moses. But when we send them out into the whole world, say you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, not when you buy oil. Exactly. So you don't need oil to. Alright, so everything I've seen, casting out demons, healing the sick, everything I've ever experienced, there was never any. I don't, I don't bash those who do, but I never do. Why? I want to, you know how someone wants to be, I, I want you not to have anything to say. You really have to be wicked to find something to say. You have to try really hard to find an, a false accusation to make. So, apart from that, why have oily hands when your hands can be clean? I'm just saying, I don't know about you guys, after they have to rub the oil somewhere. <laughs> So I don't like the oil-less ministry. Internal oil is enough. Okay. 
I'm not saying anyway that if someone uses oh, the prayer, uh, there are those who really bash it. I don't bash it, but I don't encourage it either. Why? So I've seen people, they need to pray, but because there's no oil, they can't pray. What kind? I, I don't want any limitation on my ability to do God's will. So I refuse to connect my faith in anything or anyone's faith. So everyone I train, they can pray for the sick, cast out demons without anything. It, it has to be so. It's also why even with fasting, why we did not, when they came nearly, why I didn't do fasting? Because I wanted them to be able to operate in the spirit without saying, hey, yeah. How many of you, many people, you know very well, if you go to them, to many ministries, it's normal. They'll say, okay, uh, tomorrow come fasting. That is, they have to prepare. The way I'm not bashing those who do, not at all. In fact, in fact, I feel slightly guilty, but I'm giving you my reasons. My reasons why I don't say, for those coming tomorrow for prayers, come fasting. I don't do all of that because um, it's still my desire to raise a generation who can operate in this earth in the things of the spirit without hanging it on fasting, without hanging it on oil, without hanging it on huh? seed. Uh -huh. So like when, so if you hear, I don't talk about it much now, but in years past, when I was just beginning to teach, many of the people were new and I was teaching them all these things. I went out of my way to bash those things, kind of. If you hear, you say, hey, he bashes it. I was bashing it because they came with minds that have experienced all these things. They didn't know God can move without, so they'll be eating, or I'll make sure they finish eating, then I'll stand up, alright, go and pray for these people, and they found out that they could see visions, with a full stomach, you know what that does to someone, when you find out you can see very clear visions, with a very big stomach, not big naturally, full of food so when I refuse to make those demarcations that were normal all my Christian life remember I've been born again 34 years or so that so I have some history. I'm coming from 40 days, 21. So I know. So don't think. I fast. Even till today. And I tell my people, I told them two years ago, you have to fast. You have to be fasting. But I took the cue from Jesus. Jesus put, gave them authority, sent them out two by two. No fasting. It was so bad. Outsiders noticed that these people don't fast. They approached him and said, why don't your disciples fast? He said, should they fast when the bridegroom is with them? They will fast. He didn't say they should not fast. He said they will fast. But not while I'm here. So for three years, in their ministry training, there was no fasting. Who are you? Are you more holy than Jesus? Then, leave me alone. You understand my reason now? It's not that I am a carnal brother. Well, we are carnal, you and me. But I'm not carnally minded. I'm not carnally minded. We are physical. That's what carnal means. Physical. I'm not carnally minded. I understand these things. It's in my history. I grew up on those things. But my, as my understanding grew. And so, so the people I trained, I trained them free of those things. And then I'm adding it. First make the inside of the cup clean first. Not the outside. Then the outside. There's a protocol. So first, I focus on their inside, their spirit, not externals, appearing holy. Say, that church, I saw God's cup not coming here. I saw this, I saw that, I saw... Your, 
you are not following the steps of Jesus. Jesus said inside first. So I focus on scrubbing the inside thoroughly. So till today, whether fasting or not fasting, they stand up with Gary and I've called people they are eating. Training, oh, I was trained to something. I remember holiday strike, whatever. And I called, there's a young lady sitting in front of me. God will help her. I hope she becomes a Christian. The young lady sitting in front of me and she sits there and I go, I'm talking to her, I'm talking to her. I say, okay, I'll pray for you. But you know, you can know God seriously. Yes, I have people that can, that were like you, but now they know God seriously. God can even speak to them anywhere. You know, she looked at me with a cocktail. I said, no, let me show you. I called one of our people. I think she was in Abuja or some other state. I was, here is you. Hello? Yes. There's someone here. I want you to pray for her. What are you doing? I'm eating. Why are you eating beans? Okay. Pray. So she's in the middle of food. All right. I'll call you back um, in one minute. No, send two minutes. Hello? Yes. And you could hear the food in her mouth when she answered the first time. Hello? Yes, I see a fair girl. She's wearing white and black. Wait, 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 wait. I take I take before I show the girl. Now you heard me call this person. There's no way I knew you were coming. Now so now that's a human being like you. You should follow Jesus. But that's training. Why don't I say, okay, I know this will take you unprepared. Please tomorrow. Can you fast in the morning then? <laughs> but that is normal. That's normal in the Christianity I grew up in. How are you going to train? How are they going to be? How, how, how will we confront the workers of wickedness who fill this earth? So when they fast for seven days, me, I fast for seven days. Yeah? I heard, I think it was Jehoshaphat uh, uh, that said came back and he came, went and they casting demons out of someone and he went and said, he went to pray, come out. And the demon, the demonized, the demon said, ha ha ha, you, <laughs> you that has not even fasted. Buy me Fanta and bread. I like it, how's that? Come out! <laughs> he bought the phantom bread, ate it there, then cast the demon out. So, I like those kinds of things. I cannot be limited by, by human contraption. Why should we fast? Why should we pray? We fast and pray for deliverance, for Zion, for the church of God, for God's people. To break the bands of wickedness. Isaiah 58 tells you about fasting. I have messages on it. Thorough messages. Get them and listen to them, please. Okay, it's not the focus now. But I was telling you about Satan. The, the lawless one. He will use every kind of power, sign and false wonder. And with every kind. With every wicked deception. Directed against those who are perishing. Because they refuse the love of the truth that would have saved them. So someone tell me quickly, what are the options here? Signs, wonders, power versus... Look at it carefully. It shouldn't be a sentence, it should be a word. What is clashing here? Which one do you choose? I hope everyone is hearing me. We are coming to an end. You can go with truth. Or you can go with what your eyes see. But understand that the just shall live. By faith. Understand that the just is to live by faith. Understand it. Understand 
that we are not to live by signs and wonders. Even from true servants of God that are manifesting true signs. If you know me, you know I like telling stories of signs and wonders and miracles. I enjoy them. Why shouldn't I? The Bible is full of them. But the moment that is what you feed on, you can't get strength from signs, wonders, and miracles. There is no generation or nation that saw the signs, wonders, and miracles that Israel saw. And they rejected Jesus. If that does not scare you, it means you have refused to have any Bible sense. Who saw? A whole nation saw a sea open. They saw fire. They saw darkness in a land for three days. While their side, there was light. They saw frogs. Water turned to blood. They saw endless signs. These same people saw food. While the food falls from heaven every morning. In the midst of food falling from heaven every morning. And a moving rock supplying water. These people were fighting the servants of God through whom those things came. And you still think signs and wonders are a basis for life and choices. But these are the things that the people of God make. They use it as a measure for who is a man of God. But the measure for the man of God is truth. Because the one thing Satan cannot do is tell the truth. But he can mimic signs and wonders. So Satan knows this. And the Bible says with every wicked deception. So it's deceptive. He doesn't come out and say this is fake. Oh, I'm Satan. No, no. He pretends to be God. And they don't even know he's fake until Jesus appears. <laughs> And destroys him. He's so powerful. He can take out. The two prophets. He's so powerful. He will do so many things. And all over this earth. Men will worship him. They will worship him. Those who don't agree to worship will be killed. Some may be killed by a sign. He may do his hand like this. And the building they are in crumbles. And everyone dies. The Bible tells you. That there is a fourth beast who is given the power to prevail over the holy ones, the saints of God. Do you understand this? Do you understand when God's holy people have been allowed to be overcome, given over to be overcome? I repeat, if you think that the proof of the authenticity of a ministry are the signs and wonders, then know you are already in the Antichrist pocket. Just, just settle it. Don't, don't, you will follow him. Whatever the mark will be, you will take it. You will. You don't, you don't take and finish. Now just say time, never reach. We haven't gotten them. It's over. If you don't have, he didn't say they didn't know the truth. What did he say they don't have? He didn't say they don't even have the truth. He said they don't love the truth. Do you understand what it means to love truth? Two days ago, or yesterday or two days ago, I was talking about lying. I was talking about how Nigerians, for example, are willing to lie about any and everything. You can't see. I know again, people are so political. I told you to be free of the living of politics. 
If you think you're going to lie about politics but not lie about the things of God, you don't understand. Satan is the patah of liars. John 8.44 He is the patah, the source, the word, father, patah, from which you have patricide, paternity. He is the source, the progenitor, the originator of lies. So it doesn't matter the quality of lies you generate. You connected to Satan to be able to generate it. And that your habit of connecting with the devil. Because for you to be able to bring forth lies, something you know is a lie and you say it. Or to not care for the truth. That's you don't love truth. You don't love truth. I told you that day. You will not be able to ascend to Zion. Psalm 15, Psalm 24. Write it down. Go and look at it. But just give me the verse. There is no deceit. Who will ascend God's holy hill? Who will go up God's mountain? Who is it that will be given access to the place where God is? You have to have clean hands and a pure heart. And you will not lift up your soul to vanity. Huh? The price you must pay is honesty verse 3 or 2 and 3 psalm 15 verse 20 where we read from verse 1 he said he who walks with integrity and practices righteousness read who speaks the truth from his heart do you understand what it means to speak the truth from your heart and not your mouth do you understand truth that has you're not just saying it's true but in your heart saying I beg. This is someone who loves the truth. To speak truth from the heart, not from the mouth, is you accepted it in the heart and your mouth acknowledged it. Even though you don't like it, but you accept it. <coughs> to speak truth from the mouth is that uh, how many people were there? I will pitch. There were four. There were four. You are forced. Your truth is from your mouth. Your truth is from. You don't delight in truth. Who has no slander on his tongue? You don't harm people. Slander. Habitually, Christians slander people. If they don't slander their parents, they are. Family members, their neighbors, their in-laws, their all of the south slanders the north. It does slander. Like it doesn't matter. Those ones are not people to be considered that you should not slander. Like who are they? You mean I should actually investigate the thing before saying it about them? Why should I? How much more if you now you're now a party person? I've shown you the word for party, the party spirit, the faction spirit, <laughs> the yeast of error. It's a trait that takes sides as opposed to being honest. Truth is not from the heart. This is what our party is saying. And by party, I don't only mean political party, it can be your tribe, it can be men against women or women 
all of those things, the feminist spirit, all of that is the same thing. We are women. Women, we can never be. It's the same demon. It's the same spirit mixed with others. Of course, the peculiar uh, blend. So you take sides because we girls got to look out for ourselves. We men, you know women. Every inclination of yours not to be truthful per situation is someone who does not speak truth from the heart. How you can observe is that they have the ability for, of their truth changing when they are with different groups. It changes like this. Then they are with this group. It changes like this. What's everyone saying? It says that. Yeah, here, what is everyone saying? I am saying, give me verse 1. Psalm 15 verse 1. O Lord, who may abide in your tent or tabernacle? Who may dwell on your holy mountain? In case you don't know where this is. And maybe tomorrow we will be allowed to go further and to dwell. If you don't know where this is, this is Mount Zion. This is where the heavenly Jerusalem is. I was taken to the a high mountain, book of Revelation, and I saw descending out. This, this is where everybody wants to die and go to. This, this is where everybody is planning to go. This, 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 planning to go there. How will you go? Look at, this is the place. David asked the question, Oh God, and God answered, verse 2. He who walks with integrity. He asked, he got his answer. He wrote it down for us. We tore the book. Came up with our own way. Listen, if you take communion, at least. If you... We came... We keep doing this. This, this is the practice. This has been exactly like Israel of old. That's how the church is. You keep ignoring what God says and coming up with your own method. Because God's son is too hard. How about I leave it down? Who, can, who, who, who knows they lie? Who does not lie? I believe that thing. Everybody lies. So I'll ask God to forgive me. Some don't say it like this. You say it within. I'll just lie here, but after that, I'll ask God to forgive me. Please, I know I didn't know who kept it. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. As you're walking away with your friends, yeah, God forgive me, or do you know? Like, this this is the norm. I won't ask you to because I'm I, you know, do I need why why should I get specific? You know exactly what I'm talking about, but you hope to end on his holy hill. Don't you know his holy hill is a safe place? That is where you will be safe from that wicked lawless one, the son of perdition. You somehow hope to be saved. How will you be saved? When your property is in your mouth, his property is in your mouth. He will just fling his hook and drag you by your mouth. He owns your tongue. He owns the tongues of Christians all over the, the world. You can't know these things and feel you have arrived. You know that mindset of, oh, I got born again. Let me see. I think that was um, 1995. You know, I remember it was a glorious experience. Oh, that day. Keep your song to yourself. You've had so long to be a Christian. Have you stopped lying yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Are you still lying? You will not ascend the mountain of the Lord. You will not be in the safe place. The fortress of Zion. When you get to the door. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. 
Be ye lift up, ye everlasting door. It's not the gates of hell. Why do you want to go to hell? Sorry, I had to pause and say that years ago, a friend of mine who is a minstrel years ago, and he was singing, Lift up your head, so ye gates. Who knows that song? Lift up your head. It's a popular song, but ye gates as he was at living. The gates of hell, lift up your head. Shall I read to me a note? It's not the gates of hell, Sam. It's one. I have to give. I always have to give evidence. <laughs> this is like the year, maybe two thousand and three. All right, I have to give him evidence. No, it's not the gates of hell. Twenty years ago, uh, he looked at it. He didn't say anything. But I don't think he sang that song like that. <laughs> well, you know, if you're older, you typically can never be found to agree. Even if you agree, you can't. How can you open your mouth and agree? You can't just open your mouth and say it's true. No, that's too much. Come on, you don't expect that stuff. Now this pride, now go kill us. Agree with things. Age is inconsequential. Except you change and become like a little child, you shall not enter Mount Zion. Ah, we, uh, see, 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 there's, why do you think so few will make it? Because we'll be here and our preachers will be deceiving us. I keep telling you, the one question I know God will ask is, didn't you know how to read? See, my pastor. See your pastor there, see him crying there. Come. <laughs> do you know how to read? As far as I'm here, so I don't know. Don't call me my name on judgment day. I've warned all of you. I will have my own problems. Don't involve me in your own. That's why every day you think when I say read your Bible, you think I'm just being humble. Read your Bible, though. If you call my name, you see God sees that I told you not to come. Go and read the Bible. I've told you where I get my information from. Get your own. And I've told you when you disagree, come here and disagree. If you're correct and I'm wrong, I'll sit down there. You will tell everybody and I'll stand up and say, I hope you heard what Abraham said is true. I, I, I didn't see it that way. I'm not talking about truth that has levels. The truth has levels. I've explained that. The Bible, seven levels at least. The Bible says in Psalm 12, that every word of God is like silver refined in the furnace of earth seven times. So there are levels of the simple meanings of what God's word. Then there's multiple. So the same word can be referring to something that happened in the time of Jesus. The same word can refer to something that happened when the Holy Spirit came. The same word can refer to something that happened in Paul's life. The same word can refer to something that happened in the first 500 years of the church. The same word can refer to something now spiritually and something in the future that will happen physically. The same word. That's how the word of God works. There are many men all over the Bible. Some people look at it and say, no, it was fulfilled. Yes, it began to be fulfilled. There's much more coming. This we know. Okay, I'm just trying to let you know that. But I'm saying, you may just be adding. You may say, no, but I thought that placement. And you've heard me preach and say, yes, it also means that. It doesn't contradict itself. And it doesn't mean only one thing. So be careful of those who come out and say all the time, context, context. I've told you it's not even context. It's contexts. Because there's multiple contexts. If you're not prophetic, you won't even understand such things at all. Everything is natural. Everything has a natural meaning. Peter said, 
when the Holy Spirit fell, this is that which was prophesied by Joel. How do you know? Some people are so wise, they read what someone said in the Bible and say that's not what it meant. They are doing it now. They read something, the apostle says something, an apostle says something, and they say, No. He didn't know what he was saying. A prophet says something, see, he didn't know what he was saying. That by benefit of foolishness, we know. We know what? Hindsight. What happened? They shed out glasses. When the scriptures are clear that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, young words were given by what? Are you writing scripture? You'll be bashing scripture. Have the audacity to bash scripture. The lack of fear you have to even do it shows that almost everything you say is from the other Uga. There's all right, so there's a series I shared on another spirit. You should look at it. We went here two, two weeks ago or three. Another spirit. Alright? And there's another Jesus. The Bible says so. That there's another Jesus. Don't think he only shows up in in in, in the mosque or in the no. In churches, people preach another Jesus. He thinks different from the Bible one. How you know is another Jesus? Is the thinking is different from what is in the scriptures? Is that okay? I want us to let me see if I can answer it. If I can't, I will answer it tomorrow. Okay? What I don't or can't, I will answer. If I can say it in two sentences, I will answer. If I can't, I won't. How can someone who is willing to go far in ministry also cause great damage? Because all have sinned and we all stumble in many ways. And even a righteous man may stumble up to seven times. Okay? So your intentions, he said, is it possible even if the person has good intentions? Yes. Going far in ministry. This is based on the story I told. That prophetic word that that man was given. What he meant by going far in ministry is you'll be, you have a wide reach. Do you, don't, you don't know that many ministries with wide reach are causing great damage in the earth. You don't know. <laughs> Whew, shataba. Simon the sorcerer had great reach. It doesn't mean, in his mind, he called himself the mighty power of God. He was doing Satan's work. When Philip came, he got born again. But the evil was still in him. So when Peter and John came, he tried to pay them for the gift of laying hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. They discerned. Peter was very prophetic. Had lots of visions. Peter saw in him that he's bound. He saw him tied up in a gall of bitterness and the bond of lawlessness. Tied up. He still, he was, he had, the Bible says he also became a disciple and got this baptized. But Philip had the gift of healing and evangelism. Philip the evangelist. But Peter had the gift of discernment of spirits. Are you understanding? He was not abusing him. He was saying what he saw. That's how the body of Christ is to work. Different gifts, different working together. So he discerned the guy and told him, you, death everywhere. And he told him to pray. No, the guy said, please pray for me. That won't happen. History says, nobody knows if it's true. But history says that he went bad. Simon of Magus. It's a story. He said that, I don't know if it's true. But some historical documents say that he was in Rome. Again, it's not in the Bible. And he was demonstrating power and floating in the air. And Peter commanded him to fall. And he fell down and died. 
from the high heights he had ascended to. Maybe he was trying to do like Jesus. I just want us to know. Now, people have done this thing. For those of you that don't know, people have already demonstrated great power. That guy called Dynamo. He went in front of the statue of Jesus in Rio de Janeiro, where the, what, the statue of what? Christ the Redeemer, like this. That statue, very big. I saw a video many years ago, and the guy walked in front of it, turned around. People are there snapping that statue. He stood there, did his hands like this, and ascended into the air, straight. Dynamo is alive, we're a young boy. He walked on water and things. He walked on it. So if you are there, you are carried away by signs and wonders. I can give you names of people who are follow already. It's just that they have not formed a church. They just go around. They do their magic on the streets. They don't charge money. They do it on the road. They walk, he walks up the side of a building like this. So power astounds you. Ah, there is all already everywhere. Young men who have given themselves over to Satan and workings of his power, but not every kind. Even though we shouldn't take the fireworks of God exposing sin. I didn't say the fireworks of God expose sin. Not at all. So your question is about to be wrong because you presume something I never said. I said the fireworks of God are the exciting things of God. When God manifests. Yes, you may say, okay, prophetic word that exposed sin, but that's not what makes it fireworks. What makes it fireworks is that it's supernatural and amazing. That's what I meant. Okay? Isn't it a sin of a healthy church that brethren feel take it Oh, English. I don't know what you're writing. Maybe you've seen a spiritual discontent. If a person no longer appears in the spiritual horizon, <coughs> wouldn't it be a sign of spiritually or spiritual discontent? If a person no longer appears in the spiritual horizon of a congregation, I don't know what you mean. Please, get the interpretation. Whoever asks this question, either you raise your hand, take the mic and ask the question, or... You made mistakes, which I read. Isn't is a sin of a healthy church? I, I tried. My gift of discernment. Okay. <coughs> about that book you are talking about, about the church in Nigeria, is there a soft copy? I would love to read it. Uh, yeah, I think there's a soft copy online. Ask your shepherd, whoever you are, ask a leader. What is different between the lawless one and Satan? One is Satan, one is the lawless one. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, let me be nice, let me be nice, but you pay attention. Is it not obvious? I said a human being will be possessed by Satan. Why are you asking questions like that? Satan is the spirit Satan now? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. <coughs> Satan is the spirit the lawless one is a human being. Okay? Just like Jesus became flesh. Is that okay? Finally, you said... Don't send me any question anymore. Bring it. But don't bring any new one. You said that Jesus said he's not the son of David. In which portion of the Bible can you find it? If you're a visitor, let me explain. There are certain things I say 
you're surrounded by people who have been trained to study the Bible a lot. This anything like you're looking for a portion, you're looking for even this person that asked for a soft copy of this book. If you had asked any member of this church, they would have found a way to get it to you. So such things don't don't wait to ask me. Just turn to your left. Are you a member? Good. Give them. Say this is what I want. If it's for me, it will get to me even this night. Okay, yeah, that kind of church. I don't live in a a barrack. It will get to me. So send the question. I don't mean written. You didn't need to write it. Oh, and the answer will come to you. Okay, because as you put it, so did you give me your phone number? Even if I want to send you something, you didn't give. So you, you should. So talk to someone. You have a smartphone. If we have it, you get it. And I think we have it. So you get it likely this night. Want your phone out. But something, don't need to ask. Just ask. This is this thing I'm saying is not for today, it's for every day. Please. Don't ask me the color of my teeth. It's white. Please, sir, you mentioned a scripture in passing. When the enemy comes in like a flood of spirit. But sir, in many I think I've answered it. Did you hear me just say something about the scripture being having multifacets? So without reading the rest of the question, I've answered it. Hmm? I read the Benny Hinn book. I think the year may have been 1999 or 97 or 8. I read it. I know. I taught them. So you are new, wherever you are. Even though I've seen this handwriting before, so I don't know who you are. You look like someone. <laughs> It means you have not listened to all messages. Repent. Because I have talked about it. And the rest of the church family know it. Okay? They know that thing from my mouth. And when they read it themselves. Since I sent them to read it. <clears throat> there are no commas in the Hebrew and Greek. The translators put the comma where they think it will make sense. I heard a Bible teacher online talking and say, if you notice there, you see the semicolon. Kai. I was so oh. oh. And this is a popular just anguishing. It's just painful. So you notice there, you see it, there's a semicolon. It was never a semicolon. There's not even a comma. There's not even full stop in the original script. They didn't even put full stop. There's no full stop. So the translators have to look and say, where do you think we should stop here? Where does it, where does it sound like the sentence makes sense? I'm telling you, I'm not joking. God, look at, you have the internet. In the Hebrew, they write left to right. They don't write like this. They write like this. They don't even have full stop. Can you imagine a sentence just going on? So it is translators that have to now say, um, I think they were trying to. Alright, so by the time you're saying, if you notice, there's a semicolon. The horror in my heart is, and you teach people, and people are following you. Isaiah put semicolon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Some of you are lost and wondering what, what does it mean? What it means is that hey, there's a way to read the Bible. Knowing a little about it matters. Okay? It, there's no chapters. There were no chapters. There were no verses. None. Human beings put it 800, 900, 800, 900, 1000 plus years ago. They segmented it. The Bible, the Bible just goes. Most of it, except those that have parts. Maybe the prophecy came, then another prophecy. Uh -huh. Some are chapter breaks. Some, no, you see it. That this chapter did not end, but someone put it there. Alright? Knowing it helps you read better. I answered all my questions very fast. I feel good. I want us to pray for two, three minutes, okay? We'll pray more tomorrow because of time. Hopefully. I thought I'll talk about Manzai and more, but the Holy Spirit seems to keep emphasizing personal repentance and focus on making a clear sound. I know you've learned today that you should be much more specific in the thing. Please, we are meeting. For those that visited, God bless you. We are here for till Friday or Saturday. You know, just keep coming. Ten days. We started this the fifth day or sixth. The sixth day, we are out of days in no time. All right, so. We are, we'll keep coming. We are coming and we are... And today is Monday and the sixth day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Alright? So the last day is Friday? Awesome. That Friday... It's not a public holiday. It's not. I really wish it was. Why can't it be a public holiday? But we are seeking the Lord. These are days of awe. They are days of seeking the Lord and repenting. Dear people of God, please. You know, the other day I preached, after people came out first time, but some of them were getting born again. And it was that the Holy Spirit was telling me, you didn't? Okay, so I preached like this and you think, okay, he's going to ask if you're here. You know you've been guilty. And I don't do that because I don't like giving public altar calls. I like thinking, if you're serious about such a ask, say, I want to get born again. All this begging, if you're here, if you're here. Low quality repentance makes for low quality Christians. When you, when you repent from a place of, I, 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 I need this God. Your chances of surviving as a Christian are much higher. And I've said sobering things, and some of you are thinking with fear about the days ahead. Please, don't focus on the days ahead. Focus on now. Don't follow charlatans now. Care. Don't hide from the truth. When you hear something and it may be true, investigate it a little. Use the Bible to decide things, not the feelings of your heart. Care. Love truth. Beg God to make you to love truth. Hang out with people that tell the truth. Read books that are truthful. Don't run after signs and wonders. You follow Satan when he sends his seed. You will. Because he's going to be the master of signs and wonders like the earth has never seen. And he will claim to be Jesus Christ. And while he's doing it, Jesus will not show up yet. Till his time is up. Then Jesus will show. Between that time, people will say, if this is not Jesus, then where is he? 
I beg, let us, didn't Jesus say he was coming again? He will come and say, I have come again like I said. They will follow him everywhere. So, now that you and I have, that Jesus spent more time talking about not being deceived than he spent talking about, what do you think Jesus used to preach about? He kept preaching, don't be deceived. Instead of preaching what we would think you preach about uh, this, about, he kept telling his disciples, make sure no one deceives you. Because the greatest thing you must fear, actually, and be prepared for, especially you and I that are living at the end of the age. I showed you we are in the last jubilee. 120 jubilees. You and I are 2025. We enter the last. Your earth is wrapping up. Your earth is wrapping up. Someone is going to say, oh, no, I've explained it, I can't keep explaining it. The Jewish calendar, this is the year 5,783 or so. Oh. Two or three. Keep quiet. <laughs> when I say something, don't keep talking. You, you, your knowledge is limited. When does the year begin? When? You see how you enter trouble. Who knows when the Jewish year begins? <laughs> Why are you laughing? The feast of trumpets. The first day we gathered here. The year began. Uh -huh, you see now. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them that are laughing at you. You serve. You are not even serve yourself. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year. The year has begun. Their year, your year, is finishing. Your Gregorian calendar is a different modus. Have you heard me? We have two more years in our calendar, 2025. The normal Pharisee calendar is 5,783. Why I said two or three? Because I like giving space for transitions. Do you understand? I always, when I'm talking, I don't like speaking. So I said it, two or three. So we are transitioning. And we've likely transitioned from the time we started talking about it. The Essene calendar, the other calendar, which is claimed to be the one David used, Adam from the top, Adam, all of that, the solar-based calendar, not lunar, is the year what? 5,900 and just deduct 52 from 6,000. What? We are in the year about 5,948. So you have 52 years before the year 6,000. you hear me? We have never been here. And people are following deceivers. Not even real deceivers. Do you know what I mean by real deceivers? Deceivers with power. They are, not even fo they are following deceivers with no power. 
It is so painful. And all are calling themselves Christians. Deceivers with no power, just tricks, gimmicks, they follow. They follow anyone that talks with power, with energy, and says, you know, last week, I raised two dead boys. I was in Afaga. It may be true. But if you've known this guy that sometimes things are not so straight, why don't you pause? I'm sorry, bad example. Good, true. When Ravi Zacharias died, and years, months later, scandal blew that Ravi was involved in immorality. And people had accused him openly. And this is a man that died with great honor. Now, now they pull these books from all the bookshops. Like his name is, oh God, almost synonymous with shame. They drive with great honor. The vice president of America was everybody all around the world said, this guy was like almost the foremost ambassador for Christianity in terms of defending what they call apologetics, defending the Christian worldview. Speaking in universities, speaking with all kinds of people everywhere. They invited, they admired him as an intellectual. And yours truly. Look at what happens with Ravi. And it is so heartbreaking. And turns out, and stories come out, many stories. And I start saying this, how to know the real man of God sometimes. Not real, when I say real, to know whether they are lying against someone or not. See, when they lie, a fake lie against someone, one of the things you find out is that they cannot be specific. So someone says, I'm a fake man of God. Okay. You ask them, why do you say so? They can't prove it. They'll say things that I just feel it. I don't like. And uh, why do people attend that church? When people go to that church, they don't want to stay back from meetings. They'll say something ridiculous. They, they can't say. They have caught him with not less than 25 times with girls in hotels. And even if they say that, but typically, people don't lie against. So you won't hear them lie against Pastor Kumiye like that or Adeboye or certain people. They will not, even though they say it's fake, he's using juju power, but it's in the air. Do you understand? Are you hearing me? But when you hear someone accuse someone and say, this girl, or someone comes and say, me, I, one, not one only. I've told you how someone accused Kumuyi of being responsible for her pregnancy. Obviously, they sent her. And he said, okay now, if it's me, we'll see. That woman got pregnant nine months, ten months, eleven months. The baby refused to come out. She came and confessed there was a lie. That one may have taken some time to prove. But generally, someone may say, Kumi, but how many do, do have many people dislike Kumuyi in this world? How many times he used to be deep alive? How many times have they accused him of his he did this, did that? So you can attack him and say, Hey, I don't like I pray, I don't like this, I don't like that. But if it's not that's different from when someone comes and says, See this man. This man sleeps with see. I'm telling you, this man carries girls every time. They have seen him, not less than three people have told me. Hardly will someone concoct a lie. Do you understand? It's something I've observed over the years, listening to accusations. When it is a lie, it's just an accusation without 
But when people come out, even if they didn't give you evidence, specific people said, that man is not real. I'm telling you what I know. That man, my sister, my brother, they call names. They call names. They, they are specific. Then you hear it from two, three, five, ten, twenty. Don't say they're accusing him falsely. If it is false, if it is not real, if it is not true, they may attack a double year about different things, but they won't say he follows girls. Do you understand? Even Satan knows there's no need. Am I confusing someone here? Even if in secret he's committing it, but he's not known. But when hundreds of people, not to talk about thousands, have said something about someone. When I was with this man in secret, he brought out one thing. He did this, he did that. You keep saying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. You don't love the truth. You will follow the devil. You will. Do you understand what I've just said? Is it clear? I'm giving you one of the ways of testing. I'm not saying Satan does not concoct lies against people. I gave one example about myself. But if you take it well, it will be ridiculous like that. If we brought candles here and did anything, someone would see one person. But we never even use a candle in a hall. We use phones. They call them phone touch light. We use phone when there's darkness and we don't have light. And that happened very few times. Is this clear? In fact, that was in my parlor. Or if they take light now and they go to on the generator. This is the reality. So it's one of the ways you test. Are they lying against him? Or is it the truth? It's not the full truth. You don't know the full truth from what I'm, but I'm giving you one of the ways. The accusation will have no, they'll give you nothing to put your teeth in. So Rabbi, they came out and said, and some people say, no, it's not true and all that. They haven't learned to test things well. They just, one friend was telling, I said, <laughs> I think it's true. I cried. I was very sad. I was so broken. But I didn't follow him or anything. I never, don't bother. But I have a message on it where I talked about Rabbi from two years ago. I prayed. I asked God some things and I believe he gave me some understanding. But when multiple people, when they found multiple SMSs in his phone, and it is his old phone, which he never allowed anyone touch, and was a Blackberry. And the new phone, his wife or family refused to hand over, while saying it's a lie, my husband didn't do it. Hand over the phone now. That's not my reason for believing it. My reason for believing it, finally cap on the stone, is that it turns out that years before, and I was shocked. The video I saw had been online for two years or more before his death. That it turns out that Rabbi Zacharias had lied before. And it was so bad that they withdrew his books and changed things in it. Had lied about his qualifications with Oxford. Had given the impression he was a lecturer in Oxford. Meanwhile, he just went for a seminar or something. He had conveyed, he had carried a title that he didn't have. Do you understand? He had deceived. Do you understand? When someone comes and says, I am, um, I'm doctor. After that time, a, an atheist exposed him. 
went and did research, asked for documents, checked and saw he was not a student admitted. They exposed, I can't remember the specifics, but something like this. He stopped using that title. He wrote an apology. So it means he had carried on a lie for years till he was caught and was proved irrevocably. He had to backtrack and agree to change books. So there was lying in his life. Now someone came out and said, you touched me while I was massaging you. You touched me. Another person said he touched me. Another person said he was very kind, helpful, but he touched me. Text message say he touched. I, 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 can't, I can't wait to see you, my sweet love. And it's not his wife he's writing to. Saying all sorts of things. And you still say, it's a lie! It's a lie! It's a lie against a man! Hey, for me the greatest evidence there is you have lied before and not repented till they catch you. If they don't catch you, you, ne you never agree. Then this woman in Canada said what she said. You said she's lying. She's lying. She's lying. And everybody attacked that woman and said she's lying. I didn't know all that time that he had been caught lying before. And why on earth did you settle that woman money? Just for the sake of peace. So if you come and lie against me, I'll give you money for peace. I just gave you a, a sad example, a painful example. But I am saying, I'm not talking about being a fake. He didn't do any signs and wonders. He didn't go into miracles, anything. But that's an example of how people hide their head in the sand about someone. Why didn't you notice the people that were around him? Everybody would act like they are shocked. Nobody noticed. Nobody knew that, bro. Ravi had a serious issue with dishonesty. Are those things you do by mistake? You pick a title, you allow it to appear, then you own it. No, that shows there's something. And by the time they are claiming there's so many, not stop, don't just turn everything. So I'm saying this for someone out there whose mind is like this. Your mind is, um, see, me, you see this, me. Nobody can ever say anything about a man of God. I am a man of God. And God has helped me to be quite sincere. If you live like that, when the son of perdition comes, you follow him because he will call himself a man of God. And he will back it up with the most fantastic signs that have ever been seen. Take note, he won't just do it for righteous people, he do it for everybody. You must test all things. You do not please God by not testing. You must test all things. You offend the Lord. And it's not just the Lord you offend. You are setting up yourself for destruction. I want you to pray. If you will stand to your feet, please. I have shot the arrow a bit straight for a reason. Please, I'll just give you one minute, okay? I apologize for time. Go home. Pray about it more. Everyone here, you know yourself, okay? Listen, don't go and try to. Yes, you need to talk to your family with time. If you have access to them and friends and all of that. But focus on yourself first. You must be free of any lack of love for truth. You must love truth personally. You must come to a place where if a million people are on one side and you know it's not true. When they ask you, you can still say it is not true. Not that I have to start shouting and trying to convince them, but 
inside your heart. It is not true. Your mouth does not say the opposite. I want you to pray and ask God to help you be one. Listen first. Take it, make it two points. Whom God's arrows, beg God that any of his foes, enemies in your life, that he should send arrows that are very sharp into it. Don't pray it if you don't mean it. If you don't like hearing the truth, don't pray this prayer. Because if you live here now and people start telling the truth, I used to just greet you good morning. They now say, stop. I think you're a very proud person. You don't give it. You might get angry, but it will be God answering your prayer. And so I've warned you, don't pray it if you don't, if you like to house the king's enemies, house them. If you like lies inside your heart, you like to believe a lie, don't pray this prayer. You like people flattering you, telling you lies. It makes you feel good. Don't pray the prayer. Everybody is my witness. I said it openly. If you want to kill all the king's enemies in your own life, I know you're getting ready to kill it in others. Let's kill the ones inside you first. Ask God in 30 seconds. Please, God, identify your enemies in me. Take them down. Pray. Father, send arrows, send arrows, send arrows. Every enemy of Jesus in my heart, in our lives, in the lives of these ones. Snare them, stab them, pull them out, strike them down. Every falsehood I have believed, everything that is not sincere and truth. Oh God, find them, find them. Search and destroy, search and destroy, search and destroy. Good God. No deceit, no falsehood, no guile in my life. I want to be clean. I want to be clean. I want to be able to ascend the mountain of the Lord. This is our request. In the name of Jesus. Second prayer point. Then I'll pray. Father God, help me shoot straight and shoot truth always. Pray. Father, teach me, sharpen my tongue to shoot straight and shoot the truth. Sharpen, ask God to sharpen your tongue. Sharpen you with the word of God. Sharpen, sharpen, sharpen. Oh Lord our God, let us have a sharp sword. Let our swords cut deep. Let nothing that is the enemy of God stand anymore. Thank you, Lord God. I'm praying from Psalm 15. Put it up. Or we can pray together. Oh Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy mountain? You're going to make the other verses your prayer. You're asking God those things from verse 2. Father Lord, I want to walk with integrity and practice righteousness. I want to speak the truth from my heart. I want to not slander on my tongue. I don't want slander on my tongue. 
I do not want to harm my neighbor. I do not want to cast any scorn on my friends. Lord, I want to despise the vile, but honor those who fear the Lord. I do not want to revise a costly oath. I do not, I want to lend my money without interest <laughs> and refuse a bribe against the innocent. I, I who do these things will never be shaken. I wanted you to pray along so you can see the promise of those who do this. Can you see why if you do Psalm 15, the lawless one will not touch you. You will never be shaken. These are God's promises. Question. Do you believe? If you believe, then this list of things will be your lifestyle. It's not saying you can't do business where you get interest. It's saying when you loan money to your friends, when you loan money to your family. You know, when I preached years ago, many of our people laughed and said they were guilty. Someone wants to travel, needs money, is broke, says I need 2,000 to travel. You have 8,000. They are coming back in three days. Instead of just giving them 2,000 and getting back to you, you say, give me two for two, five. You know, so God doesn't like you to do things like that he wants you to help people that need help the guy needs two thousand give them two thousand and collect two thousand back okay but also you don't receive a bribe he didn't say you can't collect gifts he said a bribe against the innocent that means they gave you something and it you use so they paid you to act against someone that is innocent that's clear from that go back to the earlier part he talks about from verse two he talks about speaking Truth from go on, go on. Not slandering people, not harming your neighbor, whether it's openly or secretly. He talks about not casting scorn. People do it. You walk with people, they are your friend. But you have this envy. Usually it's because of envy. For those who don't know, it's usually envy that makes you say bad things about your friend because you're jealous. This your friend. People seem to like her more. So you find yourself saying things to people behind that can be negative. Not because it's true, and you can't say it in front of them. You won't say it in front of them. You put scorn. You make someone look bad. Not for you shouldn't make people look bad. You shouldn't paint people black. God doesn't want you to. Anybody, I tell people, you shouldn't paint anyone black. What you can't say in front of someone, don't say behind them. And I'm serious. Sir. Many people think that is impossible. Who told you it is impossible? I can't tell him, come. Ma, I need to tell you this. The Bible says your brother offends, tell him alone first. If he doesn't listen, tell one, take one or two to tell him. If he doesn't listen, tell the church. But for you to tell the church, and the church now tell him, you have broken God's instructions. It's not that you can't tell people. It's not that you can't tell the truth. Ah, what happened to her? Eh, you didn't hear? It's all over the news. If it's all over the news, I might as well be the one to tell you. Do you hear me? It's on the news. That's the girl that stole now. They beat her. Hey, yeah. And that's why we have to get close to her. You know, now she doesn't have any friends. Do you understand? Then you draw near to her. Not hurting people because you have a mouth. Okay? You despise the vile. But honor those who fear the Lord. Stop respecting and showing respect and acting nicely to people that are vile. By nice, I mean don't esteem them. This come, one reason why I hate political type of thing and all that. Someone is so bad and evil. And you say, let's welcome. Sorry, there are those that have to have grace. People in 
political power. Some of them, this they are calling. They have to. Not but please, God. David cannot just start attacking Abner. You stupid man. Why don't you join me? Don't you know I'm anointed? He still has to treat him. It's a an earthly government thing. It's allowed there. But I mean in spiritual places. The man is a womanizer. You make him an elder and put him in front. He's hunting the girls in church. You despise the bar. You despise them. You send them to the back. You give them no regard. That's what God says you should do. And you honor those who fear God. The man is poor, but he fears the Lord. Please, let's welcome our dear brother. Come, come to the front. You know what to have to. You don't go say, ah, sir, sir, to a wicked man who your daughter told you, Chaita. Made advances toward your daughter and because, and you join two hands to be shaking him. Then the other man that is godly, but he's just there. You despise. No, if you do like that, you not climb the holy hill. Finally, you don't change your oaths. Have you heard? Finally, when you make an oath, even though it will cost you, you promised something. You have to keep your promise, your vows, your oaths. Bible says if you do these things, today's focus, the lawless one will not be able to shift you when the day comes. Question, how many of you think it will take a while before you have achieved all of this? How many of you thought it will take a while? How many of you think we should start working on it? How many of you think we kind of need to start? That it will take a time before our mouth are so pure that no lie comes out. Or you think as I finish preaching, I think you suddenly, as you live here, you now be super perfection. No, even me that preach it, I don't think so about myself or you. Yes, I've worked on myself for years, so I have a bit of an advantage. But some others may have worked on themselves for years, but many, you've just been working on it for one, two, three years. Don't be discouraged that you have not arrived, but work very hard. After all, you don't know when the trumpet mess up. Someone said, I said, Jesus is coming in 2025. I didn't say so. Before I leave you, I'm going to say, I said, I didn't say so. I didn't, I didn't even think he's coming. It doesn't even occur to me that he's coming for any reason by 2025. The closest I think he may come, my thoughts. No, let me not enter trouble there. Yeah, okay. But I don't believe. 22 years ago, I told people, I said, Oh, if the Lord tarries, I say, If you tarry, I say, He won't come in 10 and 20 years. He has not come. Has He come secretly? He has not come. I knew He wouldn't come. Why? I didn't even know enough, but I knew enough to know He wouldn't come. That's why He has not come. There are things. The Lord did not leave us in the dark. Yes. <laughs> Some of us will know before he comes. Why? Because he says we will know. It's in the Bible. That's why you must know your Bible. You're supposed to know. If you are okay with God, you should know. Except you're not okay with God, then it will come on you like a thief in the night. First Thessalonians 5. For those that can't wait to ask, go home and read First Thessalonians 5. Within the first four verses, you see what I've just said. If you will work on this thing, start working on it. Some of them you can do immediately. Some don't need time. But some need time. Start working on it, okay? Whenever you fail, repent, apologize, ask God to forgive you, then keep. By the time this earth is shaking, the word of the Lord came to me in 20, uh, 2008 that is going to shake heaven and shake it, earth. Very strong. He will shake the heavens. Not, he said he shook the earth once before, only once. 
before. But this time you shake the boat. You think there's trouble? You haven't seen trouble. This earth and heavens, not just earth, the skies will shake. There will be great events like the earth has never seen. But God is teaching us how not to be shaken. I know many have been told that you will be raptured away. Hey, God help you. If you if you not be here, then how was the risk of being shaken? You'll be here. Or you wouldn't have said, lift up your eyes and look when you see this thing for your redemption draws near. He said the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then he said, when you see these things, look up. Look up from heaven to heaven. You are not in heaven. You are on earth. That's just one piece of evidence. I could give you many more. You'll be here. So you follow preachers. They are sweet, but misguided. You're not. Tribulation will meet us all. So please, don't sit down nicely and say, oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> Poor man, he doesn't know that the rapture, some of us would have left before. <laughs> but if you go anywhere, go and read your Bible. Read it. Read it back and forth. And test everything. Take note. Your brain will start shifting. Please, you were hearing me and you kept pitying me. That I don't know rapture that you, the Christians would have left. <laughs> I don't even have time to pity you properly. <laughs> Lift your hands, close your eyes. Let me say a word of prayer. Father, I'm thankful for everyone that came here. And I'm asking, you see their hearts. You see, they came, they stayed. Father, you said, if we love the truth, we wouldn't be shaken. Let this count. Let this count. Amen. Oh, please. You said if we drew near to you, you would draw near to us. Father, let this count. Amen. Add, Jesus, let it be that I've planted seed or watered. You give increase, give increase, give increase, give increase, give increase, give increase, oh God. Amen. Let the people here and those hearing. Now or later, let them be able to grow into mighty trees under which many will come and find shade and protection. Amen. Let the truth that will grow out of their own lips provide a defense against the works of darkness for many. Amen. Let them become sources of mercy and safety. Oh my God, do more than we've asked for or imagined. Let our patience, you said, when we hear these things and see these things, that we should patiently possess our souls. They have stayed because they love your reign. They desire more truth. Reward us as you promised. For in all labor there is profit. Give profit, great profit. Confirm it from scriptures and by your spirit. Give specifics. From here, let them go. And when they open their mouth, let it be sharp in the hearts of your enemies. Amen. Left and right, let people turn to the Lord. From this place, people will go out, they will speak, and many will turn to the Lord. Amen. Suddenly, you will find yourself as though you are a new person, as a super anointed evangelist. You will speak simply, and men will turn to Jesus. Amen. Let these vessels who have asked and desired and heard these things, let them manifest it with great power. Amen. Save our land. 
Save our people. All those bound by deceiving spirits. And let the houses of darkness that masquerade as houses of light. Let them fall. Shatter them. Scatter the occupants to true houses of light. Save our nation. Save Nigerians. Save the deceived. Expose practitioners of darkness. Let their juju be exposed. And let their gathering places become a place of reproach. Let only those that are sincerely carrying out your work be found. Thank you. I ask for every offering given or to be given, Lord, let it be received. Let it multiply to serve your kingdom. I ask you bless them as they go and bring them back safely tomorrow. Thank you. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.